This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Ooh, good stats. This Week in League, Corey Norman releases his signature craft beer, Schluttenbrow. Existential crisis as Sharks fans realise they have more in common with Chinese swimming fans than fellow fans of rugby league. Is Robbie set to unleash his latest creation, a blue train schnitzel? And we preview all the action for round 23 of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 234 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Welcome again to our new listeners and especially our old listeners and even more especially to our members who are all, I saw the, the gears starting to land hard. That that last shipment was a big shipment and uh, and they all went out the same day rather than the trickle of the, you know, the previous waves and... Um, so Twitter was getting inundated, which is great. It's great seeing undefeated asterisk shirts and stuff and, you know, beers in, in stubby cools and stuff all over the place. So nice one, nice one. Um, I said last week I was talking about a, a new listener and uh, I couldn't remember who it was. I was like, I'm sure someone fucking, you know, identified. Well, he's re- re-identified himself. Um, his name, his display name is AJ Maggot. So I'm not sure what the deal is there. I mean... <laughs> a self-esteem thing or he's a big, you know, big fan of Slipknot or, you know, I'm not sure. Um, his Twitter handle is uh, Jack Meoff. <laughs> That's uh, J-A-C-K-M-E-E-Y-O-F. And uh, he tweeted and said, just found your podcast, guys. Not too fucking shabby. So uh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Maggot, maggot slash uh, Meoff. <laughs> uh, and welcome, sir. Uh, mailbag this week. It's Mutsy. Said at the Echo today, the NRL show bags are cool, but the Panthers one, the Panthers bag just has biscuits in it. What's oh. in the what's, what's in the NRL bags this year? I haven't seen. I've seen. I haven't seen shit about the show bags this year. Yeah, um, I wouldn't go near the fucking Echo with a ten foot pole um, because I don't want to come down with what's commonly called shades, which is show aids, <laughs> which you are guaranteed to contract. Yeah, by I going the, to the I don't know, guarantee. We we've been the last two or three years. I had I used to go when I was in school school age, and I used to get in free because you know played in the school band and stuff. Like that, and we used to play in there, and so we'd get like a free pass and stuff. But then I didn't go for you know twenty years, you know, more. And then I think probably in the in in the late pre kids years. You know, we might go and like just hit the sideshow alley after work on like Friday night or something yeah. like that, and you know that sort of thing. But with the kids, you know, we do the because they're small kids. You know, they got that sort of the small kids sideshow alley. Yep. With like smaller yep. rides, and so we would do that, and you know, do show bays, go see you know the fucking you know the meat walking around, and you know before it gets turned into meat. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, that sort of thing, and that was good. We never we never got the aids, but this year it's just you know, there's um school camp and everything yeah. starts tomorrow, like tomorrow and the next day, and the public holidays. Do they fuck with public holidays around your kids this year? It was, uh, kids had Monday. Yeah, we, because we would get, it was weird, like last year and the year before we would get the Monday, plus we'd get the, well we'd get the Monday because that was the one for this area anyway. Yep. Plus they'd get the Wednesday. And then, and, and then there was the school, no, but then there was the one for the school kids on the Thursday as well. And so this, it was fucking great. But this year, but this year they, they sacrificed the Wednesday and the Thursday and they got three weeks of holidays in the last school holidays instead of two. 
See, as far as I know, they only <laughs> ever got one day off. Yeah, well, because we, we got the... See, me, I only ever got the, the... There was a school day and there was a public holiday, and it was usually Wednesday, Thursday in the echo time. That's when I was at school. And I could get the Brisbane City holiday, yeah. and then it's Queensland school, Queensland school's holiday, or show holiday, Brisbane show holiday for the area. But then up yeah. here, in yeah, up here, because, you know, we're in a different... Different city, uh, council. Different, different council. Yeah. They get Monday. See, so, as, long as, as long as I've lived in Queensland, you only ever took one day. So maybe... Yeah. Maybe I've maybe I'm owed a couple yeah. of years worth of days off. Yeah, well, and like because Fantastic. Because, and because the kids fell in the fell in the Monday area, it's cool. Like they were off on Monday. Yeah. And my wife had to go to work on Monday, but then she had today off because her works in America Rats, so it falls into the Brisbane day off on Wednesday. Yeah. Public holiday. So yep. It's all fucked up, but um, <clears throat> yeah. In any case, that used to be make it easy to go to the Echo, but now this year we've got school camp tomorrow and the next day, so yeah. I don't think we're going to make it. No. But, Look, if if you missed it. Yep. I will organise for you to jump into a maxi taxi with 24 homeless people. <laughs> and then after that, I'll smear um, some dog shit under your nostrils. <laughs> and then you can give me $27 and I'll give you three red skits. Pack of Skittles. That's it. So if you want the simulated Ecker experience, happy to oblige. So, yeah, how are you going to get the Birdie Beetles, though? How are you going to get the Birdie Beetles, Jay? <laughs> Well, I'll go back in time because the ones in the show bag are still from fucking 2012 anyway. But I, I dare say, I think the freshest confectionery you can get is Bernie Beetles because they must go through about 500,000 of those motherfuckers at every show around the country. They're the one thing that doesn't sit on the shelf, I reckon. But back to the point at hand, fuck you, Mutsy. Yeah. The Pandora show bag would be full of fucking destiny. You know what? AKA biscuits. <laughs> it's like Destiny, some new kind of biscuit with like yeah, chocolate covered marshmallow. It'd be full of fucking stunning face face shots of Nathan Cleary. It'd be full of chins. The most photogenic man in rugby league. God, next, next thing you know, tell me fucking Brent Tate's a supermodel. <laughs> Look, I did see Shunter um, get up and, and ask about that. Yep. What do you say about it? I've got that. I do have the tweet. Uh, no, somewhere, we'll, somewhere. We'll, we'll, get, to it, we'll get, get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But yeah. Um, but How many of his tweets did you have this week? Oh, probably about sixty. Because he was pretty big on the tweet this week. Oshana. He was like a fucking kid on his first molly. He was like he was like Saguna without the emojis. He was. <laughs> <laughs> which means which means he's obviously got much greater chance. Yeah, you've seen it when I'm copying and pasting tweets, you know, from the you know the, the browser into the into Word for the notes for the show. When they've got emojis in them, for some reason, it like fucking hangs. Yeah. For like f- three or four seconds, like you know, you paste text, it just goes pa- copy paste, copy paste. But then you go, if you go copy something with emojis in it, and it goes paste, think, 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 think. Bloop. Are you fucking serious? You really want it? Okay, great. So um, yeah. So Saguna, it's really just a time issue. I don't have six hours to paste your shit. Yeah. A lot of the time with the emojis, just back them off a bit. Um, uh, Bernard JKD. Hope Solo has just let a soft goal that travelled easily between her legs. I think she now needs to lose her nickname. Question I have first is what is her nickname? What is her nickname? I don't know, but I mean, if I had it, if surely the nickname that she would have to have would be like, in relation to that fucking Arby's, Arby's slab fucking roast beef sandwich <laughs> that she has between her legs. So... I would think that something. I would think of something that travelled easily between her legs is actually completely in character. 
the turkey French dip. <laughs> um, it's like it, what what's out of character that you would need what to is change? She called like Fort Knox or something. Yeah, or like fucking dolphins butt. <laughs> <laughs> Ten year old, like I mean, there's there's nothing <laughs> like vaginas. That <laughs> said, that that situation sounds completely within character. Don't like, completely fucking character. give such vague tweets. Tell us what the nickname is. Yeah, because I mean, like the, you know, when when talking about like the, the the circles around this show, I mean, we've got you know, cavernous hope on Twitter who actually that, yeah. that's the reason for his for his Twitter handle. So yeah, I'm just saying. A soft goal that travelled easily between her legs. A, that could almost be the. That could almost be her fucking eulogy right there. <laughs> that could be her. You googly. <laughs> I'm just trying to. What is a nickname? If she doesn't oh, have I one, I don't know. Can Twill Nation please come up with one? Yeah, yeah. We'll read them next week. <laughs> <laughs> the Gash who walks. <laughs> oh, you're on Wikipedia, I see. <laughs> Wally Frogmore said, oh, the best case for scenario for 2017 at the Saints, that is the Dragons, has the headlines read, I can see clearing now, the rain has gone. <laughs> that is class. How do you... How do you tweeting. Oh, how do you write a tweet like that if you haven't fathered a child? That's a good, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's a certain wisdom in that tweet that only comes when you're a father. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> The Alex Craig. Thinking after your last pod, Campisi left, went from first grade to Reggie's with no fuss and off to ESL. Yep. Farrah could learn from that. Yep. He could, but he won't. Because Robbie Farrah believes in himself more than <laughs> more than fucking Cat's hair did. Cat's hair had self-confidence issues from the Cat's hair. <laughs> Mal Patton balls. <laughs> it does things to a man's head. And when he got shunned to Reggie's, it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy for him. <laughs> He's like, also the fact that, you know, he was pretty much a fucking, you know, bald Maltzen, wasn't he? <laughs> like, I mean, he, he earned a, he, he, he earned a lot of fucking money on his ass. He did, Yeah, I was going to say. A lot of money in rehab. Um, and look, another one of those players that you'd almost, almost wonder what he could have done if he'd have been able to string more than six games together. He was fucking at, awesome at when he was time. on. Yeah. Um, just, just had everything about him. Like he was, he was big enough to run at the line. He had a, a decent kicking game on him and, and that, but um, just did, never really got any sort of continuity or, or rhythm in his seasons. Yep. Can't uncle. Yeah. Much like Brycey. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, and here we go. This is a t- here we go. The tweet came up earlier, and I thought Shunter eighty six rugby league all time chin power rankings. Does Nathan Cleary already crack the top five? Well, fuck. You're going to ask questions like that. You need to start talking about the top five. Brent well, Tate, hands down. Brent Tate's there. Tony Carroll's also there. Yes. Tony Carroll is there. Um, Who? I'm, I can Brent Tate s- would also come third. <laughs> <laughs> I can see these plays in my head. I'm just trying to put the... But for me, Brent Tate is, is like... He is, he's. Is it just pure size? Because if we're not just talking pure size, Cameron Smith's cunt bum chin... Yeah, see, see, for me, yeah, that's that's if you're reaching, and we are, yeah, sure, won't put him in there, but gonna need some more. Um, Gaznia, for me, for me, it's probably Brent Tate, Daylight, Gaznia. Now you mentioned it, but uh, does Cleary, I mean, Cleary, you know he, what, though, it's not, it's not even a, a massive chin, it's just a fucking striking jawline. <laughs> 
Like, if, if you look at him, and this is when he's making game-winning plays, right? Game-winning plays. Who's that one, like, in... Who's well, the one in he Look, at him, look like, at him there. Look at him there. Next next to your little friend there. He looks like a fucking... He looks like a fucking... Um, who looks like he's An doing, angler. One of those fish. He looks like... With the light on his head. Looks like he's doing what that guy was doing in that video I showed you before we started recording. Oh, and, and, and Jay's making all these allusions to this video he showed me. Make no mistake about it. The video he showed me had a woman have a stiletto inserted at least <laughs> at least five metric centimetres into a man's pee hole. And as 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 he masturbates and and then she, then she pulls the stiletto out at the moment of truth and he basically he makes the cover of Metallica's load <laughs> he just he ejaculates a McDonald's strawberry kick shake on her on, her, on the on her ankle and foot region yes I'm sorry to be so graphic but you guys had you I can't I can't suffer this alone so <laughs> why no. do I have to carry Look, that alone Cleary Cleary is now officially the most photogenic player in rugby league According to fucking what and whom? According according to look, you. According to at least that photo there, making game-winning passes and just looking ice cold as fuck. <laughs> yeah, but look at that. Look at that. But look at the look at the, the, side the of but look at the other ones. That got in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst. Like they've given him the absolute best possible picture yeah. that they could put in there. I'll, I'll get. Um, I'll, they can tweet it out. Uh, the picture we're referring to. But, yeah. um, it's the one you tweeted out today, saying that um, it looked like uh, Tommy Turbo walked in on his. Yeah. On who was it? Like someone's mum blowing his. His mum blowing his grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Um, I it was some family blowjob situation. <laughs> some uh, scenario uh, of your dreams. Um, yeah. I look. So I, chin I, power. Yeah. Tate. He has, I mean, Carol it's not a strong out. jawline. I mean, it's like who was that fucking dude in He Man? Was it like <laughs> lock jaw, trap jaw? Whatever the fuck. <laughs> That's what he looks like. <laughs> Just with straighter teeth. Uh, <laughs> and less furry undies. Um, and I just, I just want to double up on the shine of goodness yet. Apparently Real Dad added Real Real Dad on Facebook the other day. So Real Real Dad DMs Real Dad, the Corey Norman video. <laughs> that's uh, funny that it came from, that's funny that it came from that direction. Like it went, he went from Shana Senior to Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, oh, that's very... a pretty pure individual. You know, no. he, he wouldn't have that sort of stuff stored on a hard drive. I wouldn't think so. That video did it did, it did start to circulate wildly around. When was it? Like Monday, Sunday, <laughs> thereabouts. Yeah, I saw it Monday. Yeah, yeah, Corey, yeasty. <laughs> um, Giannis underscore Mateus. Got to hand it to Dr. Corey Norman trying to cure that poor girl's yeast infection with a revolutionary treatment in VB and massage. <laughs> <laughs> Ma underscore Aaron, and uh, he said, oh, yeah, census completed, and with a screenshot of uh, Twill Nation as religion. So now the now that now ASIO is going to fucking put put uh, Muslim neighbours in, in, in beside you now on the, on all sides of your home, and uh, probably implement Sharia law in this country thanks to your abuse of, of, the, of the religion field. Also, Facebook would have you believe. Mm, yes, Ben R forty seven. I almost burst out loud in the bookstore listening to episode 216 when you started talking about Harlem Shake Poop. So that would actually be the second time we brought that up, I think, because it was a very long time before when that happened. Then, <coughs> a little while later, a tweet comes in from Ben R 47 I just made the worst decision of my life to actually watch Harlem Shake Poop. <laughs> 
I could I could watch that like honestly I could watch that twenty times in a row. It's so funny to me. Like I, I'm just, I'm almost gonna start to be fucking like that stage where you laugh and you can't yep. stop laughing. Like just thinking about it, it's so funny to me. Yeah, well, uh, that shit that shit's like whooping cough. It should it should have been gone years ago if everybody did what they were supposed to do. But then out of nowhere, bam! It's it's back and it's fatal. Yeah, oh, first the first rule of Harlem Shake Poop is, uh, is 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 don't tell anyone to watch Harlem Shake Poop, or don't tell people they shouldn't watch Harlem Shake Poop. That's the first rule. And definitely, don't go to your work colleagues' browsers and look at the first thing they have in their favourites folder, <laughs> and redirect the hyperlink that it goes to. Definitely don't do that. And um, don't open up their browser and go into the settings and set their default homepage. <laughs> Harlem Shake Poop. When I the the, the the job I left to go and start the last job that I ever had, like working for the man, um, when I it was obviously it was like you know sort of advertising. It was you know a fairly relaxed kind of workplace where you could do you know you could you could prank. And so the last thing I did was set all the computers to um, the default browsers as like, literally before I walked out for the last time. As I set all the default browser homepages to Lemon Party. <laughs> It was a more innocent time back in 2007. Yeah. You get sued for that. Oh, yeah. People would get offended. People would get triggered by that today. Look, it's, it's not even like you set them to goatsy. No, not goatsy. It was just lemon party. Yeah. It's just fucking you know, a couple of old mates. Just having fun. Sucking down a coal one after a heavy day lawn bowls. <laughs> oh, lovely. <sighs> Don't ever go to a lemon party, by the way. It's not what you think it is. Yeah. MJ Eagle 23. I was never a fan of Pokemon Go, but now I dislike it even more. Hashtag the song. Gets in your head. It does. It does. I'm, I, I'm not even singing it, and you're not even singing it. And it's but I guarantee, yep. you, I'm guarantee you're hearing that song right now. At Auto George. Top pod, guys, but what the fuck was the theme at the end? <laughs> it was creepy. You know, do you want some boiled lollies? They're in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I urge you strongly to go and seek out the video clip for it because it's it's this, it cha- it kind of changes the, the interpretation a little bit. I think when you listen to it, it just yeah. sounds creepy and weird yeah. when you listen to it. But when you see it, you can just see it's this this Eastern Bloc child with with the the teeth of a fucking steam locomotive. <laughs> putting this thing together on YouTube doing his thing and it just it just blowing up yeah <laughs> and and so uh, it's the kind ben- of the benefits of living in a country where very few people say how about you don't Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know family that encourage him to you know follow or his dreams very few people have internet connection to see you and troll you mercilessly <laughs> in real life anyway yeah, yeah exactly uh, Eddie NZ said I walked in on my wife this morning listening to this week in league <laughs> this is a good thing right and um and I said, oh, yeah, you know, of course it is. And then he, he tweeted an example of why she'll fit right in. Yep. And so it's a text It's a a, a, a text exchange with her. And uh, she says, uh, Croker's on the footy show. Yet another reason not to watch. And, uh, and then Eddie, he replies, uh, has he cried yet? And she said, I think he had tears in his eyes. Also, James Maloney is on fucking cheat. <laughs> Perfect. She's a keeper, sir. The envy of Tour Nation. Yes. Um, if you ever have marriage trouble, apparently the thing to do in New Zealand is to call Darius Boyd. <laughs> did you see that article? I did not a see that. A while ago. Oh, yeah. Who was that? Um, Darius Boyd saved my marriage. Who was the marriage? I've forgotten. Um, uh, yeah. Um, someone, who, someone who clearly lost. <laughs> and 
there was this big fucking hoo-ha and um, Sam amongst other fucking Bronco Gronks going on about how great Darius Boyd is and what a charming fucking individual. What actually happened was <laughs> this woman looked yeah. at her fucking piece of shit, unemployed, drunk, substance-abusing husband and said, it could be fucking worse, I could be married to Darius Boyd. <laughs> and that's why she stayed with him. Oh. So, if you ever have any marital troubles, hold up a photo of Darius, so at least I'm not him, love. Well, I want to put something else out there. We're going to talk about these top five chins, and by all means, give us your feedback. But, <laughs> this whole, just just raising Darius Boyd is like, let's give me the, the I want the top five cleatest looking motherfuckers in the NRL, <laughs> because Darius Boyd's probably not number one. He's probably number two. Cameron McInnes from South. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I guarantee you, I I. I I don't, I don't know anything about Cameron McInnes, yeah, but I'll yeah. tell you right now, I know two things for an absolute un- irrefutable fact. One, that motherfucker can shred on a banjo. <laughs> two, he's got a still in his backyard where he makes his own moonshine. <laughs> tell you what, if he needs to go and buy a present for his mum and his sister, there's only one transaction on his account. <laughs> so, so yeah, okay, you could have your top five chins. But I want, I want top five cleatest looking motherfuckers as well because yep. maybe there's only those two. But geez, they they, they oh they stick out. Um, Andy Kintz. Oh, sorry, I skipped on by accident. Giannis Mateus said, "I found a solution to touching the refs in one word: amputation. <laughs> one way or another, the problem solved." So it stops people pinching stuff in Saudi Arabia. So <laughs> why everyone wants to get tough on crime? So I'm, I'm just saying the game's gone soft. Yeah, imagine if people have to start trying to catch the ball with their fucking good hand. <laughs> Would that put an element of difficulty into the game? And he goes, oh, the keys to the match, they start drawing over the screen. Sterlo's fucking drawing on the screen with his fucking pen. And he's going, well, the key, the reason they won the game is because they kept they kept kicking to the left-hand side of fucking Billy Slater. And, and as we know, that's the hand he lost. <laughs> You keep rubbering to his left and you're bound to get, get a favourable bounce. I'm just picturing Cameron Smith in a dungeon with Morgan Freeman. I love the beginning of Prince of Thieves. <laughs> oh, I've got a story about that movie this for another time. <laughs> that movie holds a special place in my heart for, for, for you know, tangential reasons. Lovely. Um, Andy Kintz, uh, you reckon you could write a We Didn't Start the Fire style song about all the shit at power and get at least five verses? Yeah, probably. I'm not going to improvise that, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just not. I agree, you probably could. But if you if you think, sir, that you're going to coax us into song, you must think again. I'm curious as to why that song was the first one that came to mind. Well, it's just, you know, one that throws a lot of yeah, but historical stuff. Like, yeah, okay, but do you walk around just looking for opportunities to... Weird Al Yankovic and Billy Joel song. <laughs> I think it's just the style of that song, like the way you know the the way it is. That's yeah. I'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt on that one. Um, Shanta eighty six again. Stella, 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 Stella week for for Shanta. Just had a chat to Sam McKendry out the front of my building at work, catching Pokemon to pass the time. Now look, what you had a chat? Did you? Well, well, I certain certain, and then he came back a couple of days later. <laughs> found him out there playing Pokemons again listen I need to know if he's on Team Valor or if he's a cunt need to know what his highest CP fucking Pokemon is does he own any gyms 
and what do you even fucking do anymore? <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> I'm, I'm more curious to find out, does Sam McKendry have business to do with his fucking football that brings him into the vicinity of Shunter's work, or is he just randomly fucking looking the, you know, strolling the streets? And which we know, I mean, you know, you know, where for fucking yeah. cartoon animals. Like I'm not going to say say where Shunter works, but you know where you know where Shunter works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but you know, interesting, huh? Mm. Interesting. Now, uh, highway underscore. I think I've cracked the Addo car code. This has been concerning you for weeks now. About Addo Car, like signing with the storm, and then you know what's he doing, trying to you know back out and that's something. Yeah, when he's not even. Yeah, yeah. He'd rather be an apprentice schnitzel chef with Robbie than an apprentice concrete with Bellamy. <laughs> um, although you know this, yeah, you know, as I said, the schnitzel, the schnitzel yes. thing, might, the whole the whole kit yeah. and caboodle might be moving down the road. Um, yeah, but nah, is that hidden track at the end of this week's episode? Uh, Glenn singing about his sex life. <laughs> it could be. Uh, Actually, and that would probably be very close to his technique. <laughs> Flick, <laughs> flicking something the size of a finger. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay, so we've got Absifid, so A-B-S-I-F-I-D on Twitter. Said, uh, he, he's retweeted and said, funniest podcast in rugby league. Nay, any sport. Thank you, sir. And then he went on to, to say very nice things about, you know, the uh, analysis and stuff, which, you know, doesn't bear repeating because it's just a fucking lie. Yeah. Um, it's a big one. There's some very fucking... There's some hilarious equestrian podcasts out there. Really? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How can you make a question funny? We're in HG card. Are they doing anything this Olympics? Yes. Something, but not like it but used to not, be. Yeah, okay. Not like it was with the TV show. I mean, that, that was huge back in the day. This is my thing. I, I think this is just one more thing that's not as good as it was when I was younger. Yeah. Oh, you reckon you've grown out of so it? I so pumped for the fucking Olympics. Yeah. Now I'm just like, meh. Yeah. It's just too easy for Australia, though. We're just smashing it. Until, until week two and the, the athletics come out. <laughs> and then, but then we end up about fucking 10th. <laughs> yeah, there's... there's there's a link between the amount of water-related sporting activities. Yeah. It's good, though, because we can shoot out the blocks and be like, ha-ha, the king of the world, bitches. And, yeah. uh, Still, yeah. ba- based on statistics of per capita, oh, yeah, I mean, America should have at least 40 Michael Phelps yeah. quality yeah. athletes. Yeah. Um, so, you're falling behind, you useless fucking seppos. Pull your finger out. Not falling behind? I mean, I Stop being that. fucking... Racists and who knows? Classists. Maybe maybe these these victims of school shootings. Maybe they're the next fucking the next uh, Felpito yeah. or whatever he wants to call That's himself. It. Who knows? Who knows? Um, this week in X Factors, of course, favourite segment of the One Eyed Tiger underscore. Even equipment hiring firms are now trolling you, Jay. And this is a, a Twitter account. I seek plant. I love lamb. <laughs> I seek plant. <laughs> .com.au apparently. Um, I'm yeah, not a sponsor of the show, but I'm sure they do terrific work. With a tweet that says, uh, Daryl has that X factor that every superintendent longs for. And then there's some gift that I didn't click because I don't fucking care. <laughs> but yeah. I seek plant. What the fuck is that? Like, 
you know, iseekplan.com.au. Yes. You are trying to get people to spend money with your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah? They're throwing memes out there. Yeah, but... It, no, it's not even... Like, I saw that, and it's done in, in like, full straight faces. not done ironically. So what is that gift? What happens? I don't, I don't even watch it. No, I'm like, no, oh, no, it's no. a gift, but... Okay. Like, how can an employee have X Factor, and how's that... You know, especially in a fucking construction industry where precision and having things done pretty much as they've been laid out yep. to do. Yeah. You know? Well, fucking Daryl. Never know if he's going to put the white lines the right way down the road. Sometimes <laughs> he does them fucking sideways. It's unbelievable. <laughs> X Factor. Fuckheads. MJ Eagle 23, uh, in addition to, to MUP, uh, Williams 277, a couple of guys sent this through. and it was, it, I love it when this happens. When someone on like a mainstream rugby league account says something to do with X Factor or tweets something to do with X Factor, we fucking cop it. Like, boom, everyone's just like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Send it to Jay, send it to Jay. So it's, 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 keep doing that. In fact, if more of you did, it would be even better. But um, and no. I, I apologise if I forgot anyone who sent it to us. Um, I think Mo was just the first, or the first that I saw anyway. Uh, it was... um. It was old mate fucking Tony Adams, the mole, from Rugby League Week. The Warriors have the X factor to trouble the big guns come September. Do you agree? And that's his clickbait and all the things he's been doing lately. Like, he'll throw out a take and then try and, you know... Yeah. He... You know what? He fucking lost me as a human being. <laughs> as a human being? When, when he sent out a very serious tweet alluding to the fact that players these days were soft... Yeah. Because there's so much mental illness in the game. Oh, did he do that, did you? He sent out a serious tweet to ex-players. Yeah. And, you know, hard-cut ex-players, like, you know, Mark Guyer and those guys. Basically saying, you know, why is there so much uh, mental illness in the game now? Yeah. And there wasn't back in the uh, 70s and 80s. Okay. Just completely ignoring the fact, saying that if, you know, if it wasn't diagnosed, it wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Um... And it, like, absolutely fucking copped it from most yep. people. Yep. There was that subsection of people going, yeah, they're fucking sissies these days, and no, 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 no. And then tried to cover it up with, oh, yeah, you know what? I, well, I knew players in the 70s and 80s, and, and they just had a better grip on life. <laughs> just, yeah, fucking anything to do with mole. Yeah. Coming from that uh, that base as a as he's a just human he, he's just a fucking clickbait dude. I mean, he's yeah. no, like you know, no fucking substance. Yeah, it's not a matter of like you know having you or losing you. It's just a clickbait fucking dude. And some people like to get you know they just like to play the whole rumors and you know and uh, who's going here. I mean, you see that like people now with social media are actually like hitting him back though. Like, did you see Sal yesterday? Yeah, that's he's fantastic. like, how do you fucking know? Like you know, you know, you know yeah, things you about know, me that I don't even that I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Um, this week in Luke Dawn, boys are back again, of course, from Super League Pod. That's at a Super League Pod on Twitter. Uh, give them a follow, and uh, their show comes out the day before us. So it's like, it's like out on. Is it out on Wednesday? It's out on Tuesday, I think, even. And so, yeah, give them a follow and uh, yeah, get around their show as well. I know a bunch of you have, have given it a chance uh, this year after hearing them on, um, on this show. And so, yeah. more The more the merrier. The more you guys listen to them, you know, the better. So here they are for this week. Thanks, gents. Much obliged. Tom and Mark here from the Super League Pod to update you on all things ESL this week in Luke Dawn. 
yet will start on Thursday as we often do. It was Warrington 18, St. Helens 20. Raiders bound Jordan Turner was the star of the show for a resurgent St. side who overcame a strong running game from the Wolves front row. Skeletor Walsh was a big part of the win with his kicking and organisation outdoing the Giddow combo. The game went right to the last with a video ref call in the final minute denying any Warrington comeback and consolidating St's fourth place spot. Another top three side lost at home this week as Hull FC were defeated 16 points to 30 by the Castleford Tigers. The Tigers were 20 nil up at half-time and were able to see out this win against the competition's first-placed team. Cassis flamboyant winger Denis Solomona bagged a tri-assist in 146 metres, whilst Carlos Tumavave was the only real Antipodean standout for Hull with 124 metres in the centres. Oh yeah, and Maitland Pumpkin Pickers fans were given a glimpse of what they can expect from from future immortal Luke Dawn as the Dornishman himself crossed the whitewash for a try. Over at the DW, it was Wigan 60, Wakefield 12. It was 30 points to 6 in each half as Wigan finally demonstrated some attacking execution against an injury-depleted Wakefield Trinity Wildshark side. Two tries from Sam Tompkins brought up 150 in Wigan colours for him and a glimpse of his old self. But it was a first-half George Williams and second-half John Bateman masterclass that brought Wigan home with ease to take them joint top with Hull FC, just behind on points difference. Catalans put an end to a five-match losing streak this week with a 26 points to 10 win over the Witness Vikings. French international Fouad Yaha bagged a hat-trick for the Dragons, with Justin Horro also getting in on the try-scoring action. For the Vikings, Corey Thompson celebrated his new two-year deal with 106 running metres, whilst former New Zealand warrior and current world's hairiest man Patrick Arvan bagged a try, 115 metres and two clean breaks. And then in the qualifiers, the race to be part of next year's Super League, the rampant Rhinos romped over the Rovers, a Callum Watkins four-try haul leading the way for a 62-6 win for Leeds over Featherston. The cat in the hat got himself in a spat, seeing red for his part in a scrap. Martin Ridyard's goal kicking was the difference maker, though, as Lee beat London 30 points, 34 points to 30. Uh, Mins and Mantelasso were the big individual scorers as Hull KR took apart the Batley Bulldogs 58 points to 18. Danny Bruff's elbow was as prominent as his brow in the most notable moment for the Giants. Mason Caton Brown was the main man, though, with his hat trick of tries taking Salford to a 34 12 win over Huddersfield. Um, general stuff are uh, the memberships the one that needed to get reprinted that arrived today so I'll send that one out tomorrow for the uh, gentleman who's waiting, the last person waiting for their membership. Um, so that's uh, that's good to see that they're gone. Uh, now, if you go to the uh, respecttheshooter.com, if you go to the site there for looking for the twill memberships, or you take the link off the off the site, now I've updated the quantities, and I must say I did a pretty fucking good job of estimating this year. There's like yeah, nice. you know two or three in a couple of sizes left. So if you've in a more I guess you know mainstream size of like you know between sort of you know small or medium through to like XL. You fucking you sorted, and I mean even two XL. I think you pretty much sorted if you get in quickly. There's only there's only a couple of each, though. I think there's like total there's like thirteen or something like that. So get around those while they while they last, and uh, yeah, and it's great seeing all the as I said earlier, it's great seeing the <coughs> the mail outs hitting everybody and uh, people are putting their gear out there and sending us, sending us pictures and stuff on Twitter. Um, so thank you to uh, yeah Mitch Colby. He said cheers for the pack. Nath shirt looks boss. Well, yeah, both of us, but. Ben Hetcho said, uh, repping this week in league in my members' shirt. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, he's getting fucked. 
um, Hanso4680 uh, membership packs look mint kids best one yet and uh, thank you sir and he's I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Josh is like first membership he's, he's bought every single one pretty, pretty, much, one. pretty much everything nice. that everything we've done Mario Siegs bloody hell those shirts weigh a lot feel like top quality they fuck it they are the this, this thing is they are like the best shirt that you can get pretty much mm. so that's that's why I selected them because I've done them for some other things as well like yeah. when I did the run DCE shirts and, and stuff like that and the, and he, the, and the run TMBs it's no <laughs> yeah. ordinary sweatshop it's exactly. actually it's actually the one that Sung Yang's family work in yeah exactly produce these exactly so no skimping yeah, and exactly, and which which uh, uh, you know allow allow him to you know milk the prostates of, of whatever fucking you know yeah. circus bears to get the, the drugs. honey badges yeah. <laughs> that allow him to get the the, the, the PEDs that allow him <laughs> to overachieve in, and come second in the Olympics. Like, that can't want to go mail something else, didn't he? Two hundred. Yeah. F- yeah. Fuck cockhead. Uh, Saluni pots. Finally, something to cheer about this season. He's undefeated merchandise. Thanks, sir. Uh, it's Matthew. In love with the shirts, mates. Good stuff. Um, Ma underscore Aaron said, three weeks ago I received my undefeated asterisk stubby cool. I've been using it and the Tigers have not lost since then. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, going, hashtag Alanis wrote a song about it. No, she didn't. <laughs> she does not know what that word means. And she proved it for you know, over the course of three and a half minutes of uh, middling folk mm. pop. At Arpopsh underscore said, our membership stuff turned up today. Cheers, boys. Mainly Nate. I know he does all the work. <laughs> and and, and Arpopsh, I don't think he, I don't think he mentioned that I that I addressed his to like a fictitious business called like you know like Schlips Worldwide or something. <laughs> I did that to a couple of people that I that I that I know better than others. Um, I thought like Sledgenham and Glenn was one of those as well with the button mushrooms international or something that I put on there. <laughs> I got a text straight away like, what's this you cunt? <laughs> News. Look, we're busy. So we're not going to do news properly this week. Just got a couple of discussion points, though, that we can just talk about, and they'll take as long as they take. Um, the potential is not confirmed, and you know, you've just got some talking media heads like like uh, Sideshow Bob, Matt King, mm. talking about it. Robbie Farrar, potentially looking like he could make the move to South. I mean, I've seen some pretty strong rumours on, online that have almost said... You know, take it as read that this yeah. is he's, he will be yeah. that he'll be at Souths in 2017. I think it's a great move. I think Souths have fucking struggled without Isaac Luke. Yep. The McInnes had one genius game that I remember. Mm. Uh, the cuckoo they got from the dogs, he was fucking killing it at the end of the last year mm-hmm. with the dogs. Yeah. And it was looking like you know, you know, maybe Leash is the one that you want to you know get rid of. You want to fuck yeah. off, but. Um, He's hasn't he hasn't been able to find a you know find a place for himself there, and so look I think it's probably a good move. I mean, and you know not and, you know I, I I hate this I hate to see Robbie Farrow in fucking New South Wales side. But imagine if he's like actually builds up somewhat of a combination with Reynolds as well. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fuck! But yeah. but look I think I think it's a, I think it's a good move for all parties concerned. To be honest, yeah. Look, yeah, Rob, Robbie Farrow is going to be good for. For forty plus tackles, most games. Yeah, um, and he's probably more suited to that style of football. Than I think he'll, just, he'll, give, he'll give better service than what they've got, and you can't say that for every team. And and that's the thing, we, like he's definitely not suited to how the Tigers are playing at the moment. No, 
but for Souths, where you know that at least three tackles is going to be a Burgess running, yeah. all Robbie has to do is pick which Burgess he gives it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and not let anyone pass him in defence. Yeah. You he know, can do that. He can definitely do that. Uh, what's probably more troubling out of this is, is the lack of specialist hookers coming through the ranks. And, yeah. And to me, I think that's more a product of this this trend of, well, okay, you've got someone coming up through the grades. Yeah. Get them into first grade anywhere you can instead of, you know, no, get them in, in their position. Um, yeah, but I mean, with you know, look, the, size the, the special, the specialist talents of a hooker that's not a dominant, you know, like Cameron Smith type, is basically just the ability to to provide fast, fast service yeah. from dummy half and take the occasional scoot, yep, and tackle. And I mean that that and that sort of stuff translates to a lot of positions on the field, really. So this is why you get situations where you get like fucking Jordan Rankin running into dummy half for the West Tigers when when <laughs> when Halitau's off or whatever, and then and. But then you get guys like Coruscant as well, who's like supposed to kind of be a hooker, but then he's like, not really. Like, not. Yeah. He doesn't really fit the mold. I mean, like, hookers, that hasn't been a super. But that's what spe- I'm saying. Yeah. He's not a specialist hooker. No. He, he but got that role. He's a small, fast dude that can, that can take the meters from dummy half. Yeah, and, small. yeah. And, and, he, and he, um, you know, he can, he can capably, you know, serviceably and, pass and left and right. Andrew yeah. Johns put it beautifully a little while ago. I saw a tweet, I think it was from one of the, tri- the Triple M accounts. Yep. Um, you know, dear hookers, stop taking attacking kicks. Yeah. Stop trying to be Cameron Smith. There's only yeah. one Cameron Smith. Yeah, yeah. You're not <laughs> I was just going to say, like, and yeah, and then uh, the, the perfect counterpoint to that was Cameron Smith this week. You know, so, well, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's saying, stop trying to be Cameron Smith. Yeah. Leave the attacking kicks to your halves. Yeah. Um, get in and do it. But no, man, <clears> Robbie <throat> house and just put this whole shit debacle to bed. Yep. I think I think you'll actually I think you'll do well. I think you'll do well there. Yeah, hopefully. you'll suit you'll suit him. You'll suit them. You'll suit the West Tigers. I mean, like it's, everybody's got to be happy out of it. Yeah, and then hopefully he gets mugged on the way back to his car one night. Maybe just before State of Origin selections. <laughs> That's a problem. It does keep him in first grade, so yeah. and therefore eligible. And you know what'll happen? He'll have a breakout year at South. It'll be like an Ennis at Cronulla year because it'll just be better than what he had the year before. Because yeah. this year's shit. He's been in Reggie's. He's been injured. He's had like this cloud hanging over. He'll go and do his rejuvenated. You know, got something to prove year. And he'll actually probably bolster yeah. his chances for reselection. And you know, at the end of the day, in New South Wales, no one's putting their fucking hand up anyway. That's so it, that's yeah. the, that's the real problem. Um, Parrot, Sam Parrot's retiring at the end of the year. James McManus retiring immediately after what seemed to be not a particularly damaging, you know, sort of, it turned to be a concussion, but I mean, you know, we've seen people get absolutely fucking clocked and didn't seem to be like that, but he's, uh, on advice of doctors, retired effective immediately, Parrot at the end of the year. Oh, good thing. Parrot's been playing for a fucking long time. Mm. Long, yeah. longer than I thought. I mean, it's weird when you look. I mean, you, the years just the years go by, and just until you actually see, oh yeah, yeah, this guy started playing like you know two thousand fucking four or whatever. You know, you're like, God, that's a long, <laughs> that's a long ass career comparatively. You know, these yeah. days. Um, best of best of luck to him. I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure Doggies fans are probably a little bit, you know, you know I think they're fairly comfortable, if not happy, about the decision. Yeah, he yeah. could have gone to Super League, made up some made up made some money, but elected not to. Ah, good on him. Sure, he's got his reasons. That's it. Don't know the man. How can I judge him? Yeah. Um, I mean, as if you wouldn't, you know, you'd, I mean, England is a shit place, but like you could go over there, take the pounds, take yeah. fucking, take some, you know, weekends, you know, to Paris, and you know, it's so easy to get to other places there, see a bit of the world. There's a lot. 
There's a lot recommending a stint, a, a, a superannuation stint in ESL. But that's it. I think. Look, I, I know plenty of people who, when opportunities like that come up, mm. um, you know, might be a partner, a spouse, a family member who, yep. who just vetoes it for some reason yep. or another, resistant to change. Yep. So, they fucking live a little. Mm. Touching refs. You want to talk about touching refs? Fucking touching refs. What like, do you want to say about touching oh, refs? I I really want to put it out there like it's, you know, you you, you touched on it last week. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> saying that half the problem yep. is the social media warriors yep. who fucking photograph and put out. Yeah. Did you see it blow everything. up? You, you saw it blow up exactly yeah, like that. Obviously. The signs going there, right? Obviously. Um, you know, and there was another one um, in the Broncos game where where uh, somebody touched a ref or they were out of camera or something and um, people are tweeting it at the NRL going, you know, did you fucking get this? Did you get this? Did you get this? I'm absolutely a fucking astounded that... And this comes back more to Tyson Frizzell um, losing time. Yeah. That the, the differences in touches aren't ranked... On a scale of fucking common sense, because I think they're starting. I think I think this weekend is this is the turning point. There's there's this little thing called how the fucking human brain works. Yep. And if you walk to somebody, sometimes to try and get their attention, you'll reach out and make contact with them, yep. so they will look at you. Bad touch. Yep. The if bad two touch. people are moving towards each other, yeah. If you are going to collide with another object, be it a person, be it a fucking tree, be it the pavement when you fall over, your instinct is to put your hands up. To brace. That's how you fucking To brace or works. prevent impact. Exactly. Yeah. And especially if that other person's moving backwards and you might collide, then the hands go up and that's a, hey, I'm here, let's not crack our fucking skulls together. Yep, yep. Um... The shit needs to stop, and it's just another one of these points that I really hope the NRL look at over the off season. They're going to do it. I think it's really fucking Where, simple, though. Like if it's like a potential collision, or like you know the referee gets in the wrong position, or the player gets in the wrong position, and the referee, you know, it's like you know, it's, there's fuck it, there's nothing wrong with that. When yep. it all comes down to there's a break in play, and a player runs up remonstrating. It's the bad ones always, one hundred percent of the designed. time. Yep. They 100% of the time correlate to a player going, like, trying to get the referee's attention or yep. turn the referee around as he walks away after saying, I'm not having any of your exactly. bullshit. That's 100% of the descent sort of ones that you, they're trying to punish. But, yeah, they get these bullshit ones where, like, a guy's going to barrel over the referee and he fucking pulls up and yeah. braces. What do you want him to do? Fucking... A player to fucking, you know, like James Graham, and stick, stick his hands behind his back and just yeah. go head first into the fucking referee with his body. Yeah. You know, look, I wasn't going to touch him. I wasn't going to risk a week yeah. off. And what happens if a player barrels the referee yeah. over, social media goes crazy and the gun gets fucking six weeks. Fuck. <laughs> and, and and people want to talk, oh, you know, protected species. You know, Cameron Smith is a protected species on his touching thing because he is the guy Correct. that fucking puts the arm around the referees yep. as, he, as he's talking to them. He's the the guy that's doing it in the way that should be pun- should be punished. He's not doing it. He doesn't do it like maliciously or, or you know, like angrily though. He's kind of like, you know, buddy, mate. Yeah. Hey, we're cool, guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, and people, oh, yeah, those you know, extra rules for these, like the Jared Hayne one, they got blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, if he doesn't get fucking a week off, then this is a bit. Yeah. It had nothing to do with him. The referee backed into and him. It's, <laughs> and it's, an, it's another way that 
the NRL really need to get better at their digital presence. Yeah. Um, in, in this age of social media, shit doesn't get past anybody anymore. No. Uh, it, it's going to be caught. Yeah. And not just on the touching thing, but in general. Yeah. The fucking match review committee needs a boot up the ass. Yeah. Um, to catch all the fucking Reynolds trips and yeah. shit like that. Um, yeah, well, like fan, fans gronk off massively all the time. Mm. It's a, it's just a, it's the way it is. It's mm. life. However, you would have to say if you looked at, if you removed the, the top 10, or fuck it, not even percentage or anything, if you removed the fans of the team that it happened to and the fans of the team that perpetrated mm-hmm. the alleged thing and just did the rugby league fan base that was sitting in the fucking creamy 80% middle ground there. <laughs> Ninety percent of the time, you would get like a a, a pretty fucking sensible yep. outcome. Like, yes, Josh Reynolds is tripping cunts like it's going out of fashion. Yeah. He needs to be punished. There was nothing in that. What yep. the fuck are you talking about? And if you because like once again, if you take the fans of the team, the, the player, the victim, they go, oh fuck, he's got to go for ten weeks, and the other team go, oh, you know. like you know, there, there was a, a couple of Adam Blair tackles. Yeah. Um, this week, and I'm no fan of Adam Blair yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, what what happened on the weekend was a, a product of wet weather football and a, yep. play, a player falling and him being tall and, you know, fuck, a head, a head got hit by a shoulder and yeah. life yep. goes on. Fuck, man, some people they think he should have been sent to Guantanamo and yep. fucking waterboarded for that shit. And, yeah, I mean, like, he's, he's and, got form on the board, but guess what? Yeah. If it does get to the stage where it, you know, they take, you know, there's there's loading and things based on that, so that's fine. But you know, you at least yeah. assess it in the first place correctly, whether it's something that's actually worth carrying on about. So, yep. Yep. So basically, rugby league fans are the other cause of and solution to <laughs> all of rugby league's problems. <laughs> um, Blake Austin. Top fucking guy, Northern Territory under twelve side down in uh, Canberra, freezing their asses off as you would if you're from the you know yep. thirty five degrees year round <laughs> Northern Territory, what a fucking place, uh, and yeah, he basically on his own time, without pre announcement or fanfare, went and uh, and sat with sat with them as as their uh, you know honorary assistant coach on the day, and uh, you know gave him gave him some pre match fucking you know. Mm-hmm rolling up you know inspiration speech work and and it only comes out because someone down the line mentions it he's not fucking it's never come from him Billy Slater photo opping it yeah exactly like Billy Slater good on your feet and old mate like don't get me wrong but that story you know that story didn't didn't need to come need to come out like or if it did come out it could have you know come from someone you know. I feel so humbled these guys just told me that a couple of years back not everybody in Australia Got a free Suzuki Swift. I didn't know that until I shared this moment with them. I offered to give me a ride on my jet ski. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Fuck off, Billy. Um, look, the rugby league and the world in general yep. could do with more Blake Austins. Yep. Um, and it's the hallmark of somebody who loves the game mm-hmm. and who doesn't, doesn't see himself is bigger than the game and sees the importance of doing things for the game and the other thing is he does all of this stuff well yes he doesn't seek attention for it but also he doesn't fucking 
finger bash someone first and then yeah exactly do, you know it's uh, not a redemption it's not it's a, not a response to being a cunt he just yep. uh, he, he just does it and you know what there are probably tens of stories like this yeah every all the time with players doing stuff yep so i mean and it's and it's it's why you know that they have the the ken stevens thing every yep. year as well you know for you know players and and you know, communities and things like that but you know there's the players are obviously they're contracted to do a certain amount of community stuff, but I mean, there's, I'm sure there's tons of them doing this stuff. Sort of and overall, just like more of that, more of that's yeah, more of those stories. Yep. I mean, yeah, be good oh. if that caught the attention. And you know what would be even better than that? If Sorry. after football, yeah, these are the players who end up in in positions of, of authority within the governing body as well. Yeah, in 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 roles that are suitable, because I mean, going back to previous discussions, having ex players in positions of like you know management of clubs and that is when you get like that raffle mentality. And, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. But, but you know, if, to put somebody in charge of you know a, a grassroots program, yeah, having them in grassroots and outreach and like, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, absolutely. That that's the sort of thing that they need to be involved in. Yeah, definitely. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips, news, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, post-match player polls, graphs, fucking tweets of clubs that block you on Twitter and you say you can <laughs> you can pretend as if you've you never blocked um, they, they've just got it they've got pretty much everything that a, a general like a moderately trollish rugby league fan requires uh, Craig Molson or Malson uh, M-A-L-S-O-N on Twitter is that downloaded league live as advised hash great stats Discovered it's the Thinking Man's app for walking into sliding doors. Hash <laughs> FU Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stand up guy. Uh, Camera underscore cowboy said, as per Jay's legal life suggestion, put the dragon stats up against the sharks. <laughs> the app only displayed the shit emoji. <laughs> Hash good stats. <laughs> What's your stat this week? You got anything for you? It's, um, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, I was I was looking and and I'm not a hundred percent on this analysis yet. Yep. I'm I'm gonna finish it off. But the thing I really like about sports mate is how easy it is to scroll through the rounds. Yeah. And it's clicking click out for the stats. Yep. And I'm looking at the amount of teams who play on a Monday night, mm-hmm. who then go on to lose the following week. Yep. And just a, at an early glance and a small sample size. Yeah. It's something plus eighty percent. Yeah. Um, How much of that is a? I mean, obviously you're only, you're just looking at straight played that that game, lost the next one. Yeah, played yeah. Monday yeah. night. Yep, yeah. lost the following week. So you're not looking at like you know whether they played on like you know the Saturday or the Friday, like you know the number of days in the turnarounds no. and so. No, 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 no. no. Um, but it, it's the sort of thing that even even to just get feels for how things are doing. Yeah. Um, it's just remarkably easy to get in and out of their stats menu and. And get an idea of how things are going. Um, link that with also as well. I think it was Shunter that put out this week um, the Josh Dugan <laughs> zero uh, try assists. I saw something today that said it's like something like 
501 days since he's fucking <laughs> he's he's uh, registered a try assist. And and I can't remember who they were, but yeah. um, China had two people yeah. that have had like you know prop forwards that have had yeah, yeah. more try assists than. than I George think it was like it was like Ryan James and um, someone. Like, yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> Look, if you want to get on and and have a look at some surprising stats, yeah, get on and measure players as well because yeah. uh, there's a, there's a couple of wannabe halfbacks playing in the forwards. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't got the app yet, I mean, fuck, I mean, you know, first first give yourself a dozen uppercuts, but then search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. They got it for your iPhone. They got it for your Android. And look, fucking get around it. They also have an Ask the Expert section. Yeah. Which is probably not a good place for most of Tool Nation to be. I haven't, I haven't brought that up because I just... I don't want to ruin the neighbourhood there. If you want to ask serious questions... <laughs> our, old, our, our, our new Manly fan that ditched the yields over and from Atlanta, he asked the question and got beefed and yep. beef responded yeah, to it through yeah, the week. Yeah. So, um, look, yeah, Danny Badiris is on there. Um, who else do they get on there? Beef. Steve Menzies yep. is on there. Um... Cooper's on there. Matt Cooper's on there. Uh, so, get the app. Yep. Thursday night football. Wow. What an encounter this was. The Brisbane Broncos 12 defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons 8. In front of a crowd of 5,662, which has to be fucking close to the lowest of the year, right? Was it Wollongong? Uh, win, yeah. Yeah. Must, like, have, must have been the off week for Centrelink. <laughs> <laughs> the Broncos 12 came from tries to Sam Thide and Lachlan Maranta. Uh, Corey Parker got one conversion and one penalty goal. Uh, with it with the try for the Dragons and uh, with the conversion as well and with the penalty goal. Yeah. Um, I had to catch up with the end of this game. I was just to say first, I, because this is one of the games and the tradition of watching footy in, in, in bed with my son as, he, as he's going to sleep. And he's always like, you know, good for probably like, the, you know, up to half time, you know, if it's a good game, it's an interesting game. This one we got up to half time. He crashed out. Yeah. And I, I woke up, I woke up and um, it was a post-match press conference. <laughs> so I had to catch up with the second half after the fact. This was probably the first wet weather game I've seen this year that was actually played like an old wet weather game and I don't think that had as much to do with the rain as it did with these two teams just being the lack of current form displayed by either completely without any sort of attacking confidence yeah maybe if the dragons were the most positive people on the face of the entire fucking planet yeah they could have said they were playing for their season you know, maybe mathematically it would have been. Yeah, no, only only for, only for pride for, in this season. Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe five teams could get done for cheating salary cap. Yeah, and drop to zero points, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they, what a, what a fucking everybody gets a trophy year that would be. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But yeah, again, look, looking at a couple of stats on this one, the Broncos gave away six penalties, and the Dragons gave away one, and they weren't able to capitalise on that. And in, and in a match like that. You know, one one penalty goal changes the entire course of this game. Um, changes the momentum. The the Broncos, I think, though, they got the two points, but they lost a bigger opportunity. They they had a couple of very very poor performances. Yep. And they're coming into the end of the season where everybody is looking actively at everybody. So the, for the first yep. half of the year. 
teams look as if they're, they're more worried about themselves, mm-hmm. making sure they're gelling, getting into that origin period in a good position. Yep. Uh, whereas now, everybody's taking note of what everybody's doing. Yep. And there is something to be said for going into this last stage of the season as a team that people fear. And I don't yep. think the Broncos have that they're, at they're, the moment. The aura's been absolutely erased over the last two months. Yeah. So... Um, I, th- I think coming up against somebody like St George, they had the opportunity to come out and put a truckload of points on them, yep. and and really start to get back to okay, yeah, it was St George, but they ran some very smooth attacking lines and this, but they just still look clunky and disjointed. Yep. Um, the the difference was they were in the halves. You know, the the Broncos have two very young, energetic halves who won't, uh, you know, die wondering. Yep. They're going to throw everything into every game, and while well, it's not coming off for them at the moment. The, the minute it clicks, then, then they'll be back in form. Um, the Dragons, like the, the happiest Dragons fans in the world, would be the ones that every morning wake up and look at the articles to see they haven't re-signed Benji. Yeah, yeah. Um, you sort of feel for him. You know, he was a, a good player once and, and, and did a couple of good things. I don't think he's a bad dude or anything. Like, I don't I don't wish, you know, no. bad things to, ha- to happen to him. But man, he's just... Yeah, I don't even think it's a club. It's like he. I think it's just the thing that he that he did well is just not a thing that works the same way today. And he can't do that thing as well as he used to. And yep, that sort of thing. So yeah. So um, you know, he. I don't think you could even take the Wallace route and move into a number nine role or. No oh, fuck no, or something like no, that. No so, way, no uh, way. He's not, he's not durable enough for that shit. And I mean, I know that's weird saying that when you just mentioned Peter Wallace, who's not exactly a fucking paragon of durability either. He's but, the fucking <laughs> toughest man that's ever played rugby league. Oh yeah, because he fucking because one of his testicles got fucking blown up. I'd like to see you do half a fucking podcast with a ruptured testicle, let alone a game of rugby league. <laughs> fuck. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing an entire podcast after watching the guy get a fucking stiletto heel shoved up his fucking japs eye. So. <laughs> Ruptured testicle by association. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, talk about it, I want to feel you from the yeah. inside. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but you know, and again, it's it's that sort of thing that if if you've been kicking rugby league balls for as long as Benji has, you know, there's yeah. that whole ten thousand hours philosophy. Yeah, yeah. At this stage of your career, you should be at least beyond putting them out on the full. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you should have done it enough times from enough points on the field where. Well, unless something goes horribly In situations wrong. where, particularly, you're not you're not under like a an absolute yeah. truckload of pressure or anything like Look, you know. You're the not only getting, time yeah. that he could be excused that is if he goes to kick the ball, and his hammy goes out right before he makes contact, or he gets a shit pass and uh, the, you know the defense is on him and he's just you know rushed. You know, that, those things yeah. happen. Those things happen. But yeah, no, you're right. So um, no, I th- and I, I don't know. There's talk about other clubs looking to pick him up, but um, yeah. if, if I was a, a recruiter, I wouldn't. Go to go to England. He, he, I think he's he's styling. He's still carve up England. Yeah, gotcha. They haven't seen it. Yeah, they don't know what's going on. No, if we can light that shit up. Yeah, but yeah. Paddy Richards link up. Yeah, I think Paddy Richards. I think he's fucking hopeless this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know he was God. He he was like the God of England. Came down to the Tigers and yeah, had he had he had decent couple of years. He had yeah he, he had decent time. He, I mean, he contributed. Yeah, he brought brought some excitement with those kickoffs and stuff, and yeah, kicking some goals and shit. But yeah, I think he's gone over there and just yeah, okay. shut the bed. Yeah, <laughs> being outplayed by Dave Taylor. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Same side yeah. though. Um, Stuart Marler. 
Ever been creeped out by a small group watching you do nothing at all? It must have been like that for the Saints players last night. Aussie Chuck Bravo. It's not too late for Benji to take up geology. Ash rocks and rocks. <laughs> Cruzy 06. No meetings this week. Ash party in my pants. Ash no nails left. Imagine that. Like getting a nail biter against the dragon. Uh, at angry NRL guy. Well done Broncos. You beat the worst team in the comp at the moment by a blade of grass. Premiership pushes totes on. <laughs> Giannis underscore Mateus. Dragons could be penicillin for Oath's disease being unable to score since he got clapped off the field. <laughs> Benny27. I never thought I'd see the day when all the Titans fans would be attending a Dragons versus Broncos match. Ash dresses grass night. <laughs> and one-eyed Tiger underscore. Dragons template halftime review. Fuck, that was a boring performance by St. George. <laughs> George, what else is on? <laughs> Um, Friday Night Football Parramatta Eels 10 defeated the Mighty Manly Seagulls 9 at Pertec in front of a crowd of fairly average there too just over 8,100 in attendance uh, the Eels 10 came from a try to Bevan French conversion to Michael Gordon uh, and a penalty goal to French and Gordon uh, Manly's 9 came from a try to Coruscant uh, a field goal to Daly Cherry Evans uh, and a conversion and a penalty to Dylan Walker so um fucking hell this was as as shit as the first game was. Guess what? This one didn't get any, any fucking better. Uh, it had some it had some interesting moments. I mean, Bevan French looked dangerous a lot. Um, he scored like obviously an arsy fucking try. You know, combination of great solo of fortune. You know, you know, luck, lucky bounce, lucky kick, great speed to put himself in a position yep. to get the lucky bounce and score. So you know, good luck to the young fella. He's he's you know doing doing himself no harm. Over the you know, this season, with the, you know, the end of the season, where there's nothing doing for the Eels, yeah. but he's still you know, and adding some uh, adding some coin to his his next contract anyway. He's, he looks the goods, that guy. Um, Manly fucking by far the better side. They could roll through 90, 85 to ninety meters of the field with absolute ease through the middle forwards. Darcy mm. Lussick again continues to show that he's a rugby league player. I swear, to fucking god, I, I never saw this coming, and it still astounds me week on week. The, um, you know, Jakey T, all those guys that just roll rolling through the middle with absolute ease, and they sort of hit like the twenty meter line or the ten meter line, and it's just like. Well, fucking now what? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. And and a lot of credit has to go to Parramatta's defence in this. The reason being that, once again, through injury, so, I mean, it's not, you know, 100% the, you know, the, the guy's fault, but Dylan Walker gets put in that 5'8 position. He's got fucking no passing game and uh, no kicking game to speak of. So all he's got is, like, a show and go and, you know, and, you know, just great footwork and, you know, yeah, centre shit. And so what that then means is that Parramatta don't have to fucking think about him and just have to rush fucking Cherry Evans every time because they know that he's the only one that stuff's going to come from. And so he, so he couldn't do anything because he was the, yeah. you know, when there's no other options, the other team has no other fucking focus. And as a result, they just, yeah, fucking nothing. I mean, there's a couple of times, you know, where they, they went close and, you know, you know, bad luck. But I mean, more more often than not, it was just fucking poor management, um, just poor options last tackle options and just poor tackle options in that fucking zone mm. I mean defence was fine like considering 10 points and most of it from you know penalty you know, from goals that's that's fine I mean you, know, you sort your attack out the other end you fucking win the game easily but unfortunately and like for, for Trent Barrett fucking I didn't watch the press conference or any of that shit afterwards but if if it's true, if it like that he, I heard that he was like refs folding about the penalty at the end. Yeah, it was it was a fuck penalty to concede yeah. at the end, and like you know maybe it's a penalty like half the time or whatever. I mean I thought it was probably a little bit rough because 
just the way they were doing that interchange of passing with the three players really close. They were like, you know, only like about two metres yep. from, you know, one, yeah. two, three players spread across there. So for him to, to hit the dude, I mean, that's probably, you know, it's probably fine. I mean, especially considering they dropped it, as, you know, as well. But so it was, it was like, it was a rough penalty, but I mean, yeah. it's still, you know, it gets given. Those ones happen. Um, fucking, you know, do better. Don't put yourself in a position where you can get sunk by a bullshit penalty. Mm. Easy. Agreed. I mean, the fact the, the fact is they gave away two penalties on plays where the Eels had dropped the ball. Yeah. And so they should have been they should have been manly balls anyway, but instead they turned out to be penalty goals because they were both kicked. So, yep. so that's 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 your game right there. Even if you, your attack is shit and the rest of the things happen, mm. even if all that you, even if all that you still it's just those two things. And then you had a couple of situations where like Bureau drops them, you know, like forty meters out when you do get the ball. So like. Yeah. You made your own fucking bed. The refs had nothing to do with it. Fucking get over it. So, Paramount and XG, yes. do they play Bevan French at fullback? I don't know. I mean, has he been told? Because I mean, Gordon's off to Easts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they there wasn't. No, but there was a time there in this game, I think, where French was. I don't know if it was just like a tactical thing where they wanted to try and give him a bit more open space to try yeah, and make something right. happen. Yeah. Um, and because there was a time there where where Gordon did did switch over to to his position over there on on their right on the you know, defensive's left side. Um, so maybe they've showed their hand. I don't think it'd be the worst idea. Yeah, definitely. But they don't really have anyone else on on the books that would do would slot straight mm. into there at the moment. I mean, you know, what? Time? Yeah, what what gets me about Parramatta at the moment? Like, and, and Robson had a solid game. He had one of uh, those. Yeah. It was similar to like a a sourdish game, where the best he could do yep. was be a settler, yep. and and keep him out of trouble for most of the game. Yeah. But what gets me is when when Parramatta first lost Corey Norman, and they'd already lost Foran. Yep. They put Gutho in at number six. Yep. And it was when they played Penrith. Yep. And he tore us to shreds. Yep. Um, we were fairly brittle that, that entire game. Yeah. But he was almost a fucking revelation. Yep. As in, oh, okay, has he been playing at six his whole career and now he's only just gone back to it and loves it again? Yeah. No, no, um, he was he was, he was was a winger and substitute fullback. Yeah, no, but that, that, was, so, yeah. that was a level of, of proficiency he had in yep. there. Um, and now as soon as they've gone and bought fucking old man bald spot he's doing nothing <laughs> yeah you know yeah. and and yeah their season's over and and the it's the same they're it's, playing it's, to disrupt it's, it's the same problem that cherry evans has yeah when you've got robson there you know nothing's coming from <laughs> nothing's coming from robson he's but, not doing anything brilliant but um that, that's the thing that, that i don't know why they're not getting him involved more in attack but uh fuck you know i'm not a coach Ben R forty seven. Jamie Bureau had so many drop balls it looked like his hands were still slippery from watching Stroke him on before the game. Yeah. Um Jesus F Christ seven. Eels <laughs> win plus refs fault equals heaven. <laughs> uh Voodoo Rock. Nothing to cheer for in his wretched shit heap of a season, but killing Manly's dream two years in a row is a blip of sunshine. Cattle Dog Blue. Looks like for the second year the Seagulls will have their mad Monday the same day as the nights. Who'd have thought, hey? Uh, Benny27 Creative Dominant Superior Outstanding Enthralling All superlatives I could use To describe this game Jokes Cunts What AIDS (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, um, and that's uh, Mark's. You know, unless you know something in- incredible happens, uh, it marks two years in a row since the the, the uh, Pens have had full control of the club, and two years in a row they missed finals that they hadn't for the decade before that. So good job, guys. Results-driven business. Blah blah blah. Moving on to Saturday afternoon, where the Doggies 28 beat the Knights 14 at Hunter Stadium. Crowd of just under 13,500. The Doggies 28 came from tries to Leisha by Josh Morris and Sam Perrett. Uh, by four or four conversions and a couple of penalty goals. Uh, the Knights, their 14 came from a double to Brendan Elliott. Two out of two conversions to Trent Hodkinson and a penalty goal. So, given that this game was at a more family-friendly time, there were more people at this game, more than double the amount of people at this game than were at St George on Thursday night. Close close to triple. Close to triple. Not, not that far from triple. Where And St George are the ones who have fans bleating about how unfair it is yep. that they don't have more games down there. Yep. So put your fucking money where your mouth is. That's it. Cheap-ass Wollongong cunts. Um... The end score in this game is probably a little bit deceptive as to, to how close it actually was <laughs> for a lot of the game. Yep. Um, and and probably then only just because the Knights, you know, they they probably thought that they were a little, a, a little bit of a, a rugby league Icarus and flew too close to the sun of dreaming they could win a game <laughs> and, when they had it tied up and then, and then just opened the floodgates. But... Fuck that! Again, for for Knights fans, mourning the season that could have been had had Jared Mullen not been injured for for such long periods of time, you might have come second last <laughs> instead of actually last. Jared Mullen <laughs> predicating like a successful season on Jared Mullen being uninjured. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's the fucking I, I can't even yeah he's got no. posters of fucking cats here all over his wall <laughs> he's idle um the 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 dogs really you know again this, this is that team that gave the Broncos a schooling in in how to play that style of big drive a long time ago league. though um yeah but they're not ravaged by injury they're not yep. You know, none of their players have been involved in scandals. There's, there is nothing on the surface that you say should mean this team's playing like this. Yep. Um, but the way the way they ended up closing this game out is the way they have to be successful in the finals once it comes, because yep. they look like and fuck, it looks like they might be a top four side. Yeah. You know, de- yep. depending on on how a couple of results go uh, over the final two rounds, but with their big men going above and beyond. Yeah. You know. Charging down kicks and and really hassling opposition playmakers and and cementing the work they do with the ball with what they do in defence. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think they're going to be putting shit tons of points on anybody. They don't have that sort of kicking game in their halves, and probably don't have that sort of strike power out wide. You know, yep. they got old man Parrot in his final season. Yeah. Um, they really need their big men to step up their pressure in defence and step up their activity there. Um, and uh, that's, you know, unless they do that, they're going to be fairly easy beats, I think, come finals time. At Auto George, uh, this dog's win is like pulling a rough looker at 4am. You still get the points, but it's nothing to be proud of. <laughs> Camera on the school cowboy. I can't wait for next week when the Newcastle Festival of Spanner in the Works win starts. 
That's statistically impossible. Uh, GT351 underscore John's ugly win, blah, blah, blah. I say the same thing each week, but at least we're still in there. Need a fuckload of work, though. Yeah. And look, at the end of the day, they're, they're still fourth. Yeah. You know? Cattle Dog Blue. Didn't expect the Knights to win, but a typical grubby Canterbury win. Forward passes into place for two tries, two gift penalties. Mate, if you're a Newcastle supporter and, and, and your last refuge is, is ref's fault. Yeah. Mate. <laughs> That's a cataclysmic failure of the refereeing system of the entire sport. <laughs> if you want to go there. Uh, the Canberra Raiders, 30. Defeat, defeated the Cronulla Southern Sharks, 14, at um, Reclaim Australia Stadium. Just over 15,000 in attendance on Sunday, or sorry, Saturday evening. The uh, Raiders 30 came from a double to Rapana. Jack White and Blake Austin also with tries. Croker, four of four conversions and three of three penalty goals. Sharks 14 came from tries to Maloney and Gallon. Maloney, two of two conversions and a penalty goal. Yeah, it showed um, just how important McInnes is to the Sharks, mm-hmm. just in, in organising the, the defence and, and mopping up yep. after the, uh, the big men. Looking at those penalties, it it shows how crucial an, an early lead can be. Yeah. Uh, like, the fact that they got out and were were in front enough that when the Sharks were doing that stupid giveaway penalties on a line yeah, to, yeah. to try and slow down momentum and try yeah. and disrupt attack... They could just chip that it. ...that they just said, well, fucking, we'll take the gift to... Yeah, give us the free that, ones? That's another try. Another yeah. converted try they ended yeah. up getting over the course of the match. Yep. Just in shit penalties. Yep. Um, the the Raiders are getting better and better each week at controlling a game. Um, they were the sort of team that would get out to a lead and switch off. Yep. And then when the other team started to come back over the top of them, they didn't know how to arrest that. Yep. Whereas now every time that Cronulla looked like they were trying to get back into this game, and they can fucking grind out a win. Yeah. Um, they they're never out of it. But every time Cronulla tried to get back into it, Canberra hit back. And even yep. after every time Canberra scored, uh, sorry, every time the Sharks scored, the Raiders had hit back almost immediately yep. to to really wrestle momentum away. Um, and fuck, Hodgson played for the Raiders. Like that was like a great fucking half of he, football. Like he first played. Half. He played like Robbie Farrah thinks Robbie Farrah plays <laughs> every week. Um, and and he's if he can keep that that effort like 40 yep. plus tackles plus yep. what he did in attack yep. if he can keep that up through the finals uh, he'll be one of the reasons that, that they'll be a big worry to some of the heavy hitters yep um, the green machine pod fuck you sharks fuck you and your dicks the only thing we're taking back to camera is a win no bags necessary <laughs> Adrian underscore Maitland my apprehensive optimism for the Raiders is slowly being replaced with genuine hope and excitement mm. Ash don't go breaking my heart Shunner 86, the Sharkies finally lose, but no bags of dicks for them. Worse, they get served up some pee wet slash some other gross pommy shit by, Hod- by Hodgson. And I don't know if you remember the fucking the, the pee wet and what that actually is. It's like, fuck, I think... Oh, is that like fucking like mashed herring or some it's, shit? It's like, it's like <coughs> dipping it, dipping something, pee wet is like the water left behind in like a bain marie of mushy peas oh so it's literally like when you think about it it's literally what it is you know what it's, it's called it's rubbish yeah it's just, it's just like fucking murky murky pea water 
Ugh. Yeah, they'll fucking eat anything over there. Oh. It's amazing what fucking putting a country through a couple of wars does for the fucking <laughs> standards, of, standards of what, what is appetising food. <laughs> um, <laughs> where are we? Noughts uh, and crosses. Uh, sharks finally... The Sharks turned the corner on Monday night with the draw. A loss tonight and the downward slide begins. Uh, Occupy mm. Duckburg. When was the last time the Sharks won a game? Ash myths. Um... MJ Eagle 23. Tonight's Sharks and Raiders game was a finals type match, and this result is a preview of what's to come for Sharks fans. Hash 49 years. Uh, Mitch Dorr 13. The Raiders deserve that. Better in every part of the game. I'd almost forgot what a bag of dicks tasted like. P.S. It's bad. <laughs> so is this a thing? Sharks fans give out bags of dicks. But they have, to eat, they have to eat the dicks. They also have to eat the dicks. It's like they go to a game expecting to win, and so they actually have the bags of dicks. And then it's almost like this this risk-reward thing where if they don't win, then they've got to eat that bag of dicks. No, see, that that's fucked then. <laughs> like, that's a, that age-old question. Yeah. Of, the age-old would question. Would you suck your own dick? <laughs> no, because any feelings of pleasure I got from having lips around my penis would be overruled and counted by the feeling of having a penis between my lips. <laughs> Like, it's fucking simple, Sharks fans. The age-old question, pondered by ever since the times of fucking Plato. <laughs> <sighs> Look, unless you enjoy penises between your lips, in that case, fucking double win for you. Exactly. I don't know why I'd leave the house. Start doing crunches. But... <laughs> I reckon that's what the guy that invented that ab roller was really doing. <laughs> Trying to invent some kind of mechanical hoist <laughs> to facilitate the sucking of his own dick. <laughs> and they're like, no, we can't market this. <laughs> he said, yeah, but look, when I, start, when, I started, when I started doing it, I was flabby as, and now look at me. You fucking wash your clothes on this shit. So, so I, I can't sell it with the uh, optional Michael Hutchins add-on? <laughs> <laughs> the Mars Baronator or something. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Melbourne Storm 15 defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs 14. Uh, crowd of just over 15 and a half, sorry, 13 and a half thousand down at Amy Park. The uh, Storm's 15 came from tries to Corabisti and Chase Blair. Uh, Cameron Smith, one of two conversions, two penalty goals, and the crucial field goal. And uh, the Rabbitohs 14 came from tries to Johnson and Crichton. Uh, Reynolds, two of two conversions, and a penalty goal. Well, I think poor old uh, Julie Burgess probably got half a reprieve this week. I don't think Rusty <laughs> would have taken out too much frustration on her. Uh, the South had their fucking chance. They had this. They fucking owned. They 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 were in this game, and it was like a credit to the. It was like creditable. Like you know, gee, they're fighting this week. They're really putting in. It's like oh fuck, they got this game by the balls. They're gonna win this game. This yeah, it, dumbass penalty. It was the Jamie Lyon of <laughs> rugby league games. Like you know, he, <laughs> okay. he's the world's thinnest fat man or the world's fattest thin man. <laughs> yeah. You don't know which it is. Yeah. I, I couldn't get my head around. Look, Melbourne were poor. They, they yeah. went up to it, but I don't know if it was more so that Melbourne were poor, or more so that Souths were good. So, I don't think Souths were good. Yeah. I think Souths were better than they have been, but yeah, Melbourne were and, poor. And it was the level of, of yeah. shitness by Melbourne that, that made them look better. Um, you know, the, the handling was uncharacteristically poor. Yep. They made ten errors and, and completed at seventy three percent, which which Bellamy would be 
absolutely ropeable with. Yep. Um, I got some questions around Cooper Cronk. Like he was quiet. He yeah. wasn't as accurate um, with his kicks. Yeah. And it wasn't him that took the field goal. Is he nursing no. some sort of? I, th- I I think that field goal thing. When you look at the way that that unfolded, I think that was just, just an opportunity thing. Yeah, Cronk yeah. Cronk was standing out there, you know, sort of. Yeah, 10 metres back and 10 metres to the right of the ruck, directly in front of the post or, you know, to just to the, the right of the post. And everyone just fucking bull rushed him and just left Cameron Smith there by himself to go, okay, fucking doink. Yeah, would you look, in, in this modern day of offside doesn't exist when it's yeah. field goal time. It was a smart, it was a smart, mm. a smart strategy because everyone was off the mark trying to, trying to charge down Kronk and then they were like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Wrong one. It's back there. We could have got him so much yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> all one of the markers had to do was just fucking take instead of sprinting that way, stick well, just take a just stick a hand out or just take one step to their right, yeah. and it would have been good. Um, but yeah, you know, again, it, the the storm would would take a lot out of every game they play, I'm sure. But but in this one, they'd they'd be fairly happy with the fact that even on such a, a shitty completion performance, they could yep. still hang in there and, yeah. and do enough. Yep. Um, and and then it's obviously to have the class of somebody like like Smith who can nail a, a clutch penalty from yep. from not an ideal um, position on the field, but, but then also the field goal after that. So yep, yep, exactly. And, and, and the Rabbitohs, they've like the remember remember like at the start of last season, like about a month in, they're like, oh, you know, the Rabbitohs, you know, they've forgotten how to lose or something like that. Yeah. Fuck, man, they've forgotten how to win well and truly now. I mean, cause they had to, to give away that stupid fucking penalty yep. at the death to, yeah. to allow the extra time to take place. And then the fact that in the extra time, they were making bulk meters with the ball. They carted, they got themselves all the way down. They had that break and they got all the way down yep. the other end. Yep. And then Reynolds sort of had that, that surprise field goal attempt like on the third or fourth yeah. tackle, which was a brilliant idea because there was no one charging up at yeah, him or anything. Exactly. And he, he had it, perfect shot, and fucked it. And like they, it's just one of those ones where they'll rue the lost opportunity. I mean, yeah. the season's gone now, has been has been for a while. But, Look, it, man. Again, it's, it's that thing I was talking about with the Broncos, how they, they don't have that psychological advantage. Yep. Going into a golden point situation against Cameron Smith and Cooper Cronk scares yeah. the fuck out of any team. Yeah, yeah. And that's what causes brain snaps or, yeah. or things like that. Yeah. And and you do things you you wouldn't if you had your time over again. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, the Storm did did well enough. But yeah, they'll need to up a gear for finals. Sexy underscore Bethany ninety seven. Cameron Smith always seems to have that final solution. <laughs> Shane Aaron Elvis. South didn't deserve to lose like that, but clearly they've forgotten how to win. More entertaining contests than we all expected. It was entertaining due to the closeness of the game and things like that, and when Storm started, it looked like they could get themselves back into it. Mm. Um, Deserve. I I saw someone else online, I I think it was Trent Slats, but it's it's something that I love to say all the time too, like from Unforgiven, Deserve ain't got nothing to do with it. (laughs) Especially in rugby league, yep. there's nothing to, like the amount of sides that deserve to win that lose. Fuck me, there was like at least two this week, at yeah. least maybe more. Um, Shana eighty six, being linked with Robbie was a good rev up, but if Madge threatens him with Benji too, I think South will come home strong. <laughs> the New Zealand Warriors twenty four to feed the Gold Coast Titans fourteen at Hope Solo Coliseum in front of a registered crowd of twenty five thousand one hundred and nine. Uh, the, the obviously you know due to 
partially due to Hain hype and partially due to the fact that uh, you know it's little New Zealand down there. Um, David Fusatua, Bodine Thompson, Mannering, and a double to Kata mm. with tries for the Warriors. Uh, Lola Hale, two or four conversions, and uh, the Titans, 14. Tries to James, Harrell, and Anthony Don. Ash Taylor, one of three conversions. Mmm. Fucking Hain. I'd- we were talking about this before we started yeah. recording. But like everything, he, I mean, like he threw that, he threw the the intercept, and I'm not gonna say he lost the he lost the game because I don't, I don't believe that did. But you know, it wasn't great. But everything else he did was like it was just like this fucking in one 80 minute period or one 50 minute period. I think he or the minutes he actually played, it was just like this big fucking highlight reel. He had the First thing, you know, he gets straight on the field and has to make that ridiculous ball and all tackle yeah. on whoever it was who was rampaging for the try line. Um, and then the Gold Coast do a short kickoff that he, that he catches he catches on the full the like, like a wide receiver yep. um, and then cuts it almost all the way downfield, almost sets up a try after that. Sets up a try at the end, you know, it was too little too late. Sets up a try for Don uh, with a grubber kick. And, I mean, admittedly, you know, we, we also said, yeah, concede as well that that was more, you know, Beast or whoever it was out stuck out there on that yeah, wing, yeah, deflection, up, yeah, and, deflecting, yeah. and then Don, you know, sort of doing a weird kick and getting it behind the line. Um, but yeah, he looked looked fucking great considering he's been out of the game for two years. If yeah, and and the other thing we're saying that if he can, can keep that level, yep. of intensity, yep, he'll start to bring those players with him. Um, in in terms of what's going to be possible you yep. know it, it's that thing of if, if they have a Jared Hayne who's leaping off the ground and, and able to throw offloads yep. like that he he was probably centimetres a couple of times yeah from from really blowing the scoreline in, in a completely different direction yep um, but the uh, the Vickies went to the Warriors I did, and this is this is a, a very a very well contested game. Like the Titans weren't weren't out of this game at all mm. um, for a large period of time, and it was like those those two intercept tries that eventually proved to be the, di- the proved to be the difference. But um, well contested game. Warriors seemed to have got their mojo back somewhat. Uh, the Titans didn't really lose a lot, I don't think. You know, in this game, they lost. They got punished terribly on the ladder, though. Yeah, just with the way results went. Yep. Um, which probably you know isn't you know isn't isn't that that deserved, but you know, deserving got nothing to do with it. I, I don't know why this one surprised me like it did. The the Warriors usual, like you know we had the the textbook pre-recorded Titans yep game. You could do a pre-recorded Warriors season. Yep. Start off, don't play to potential. Lose games you should win. Yep. Do enough to be around the bottom of the eight. Yep find a patch of form late in the season, come into the eight, get bundled out first week, second week. Yep. And I think that's about where they're going to be this year. Um, putting it out there now, I think out of that, those four teams that are vying for that seventh, eighth spot, I think it'll be Warriors and Tigers who end up there. Um... I'm not going to just, rule any of the four out oh, at no, the moment no, because not, but four games the, is still there's a lot, a lot of shit that can happen. They all play each other though. Yeah, that's right. And, the win, the and obviously the winners of those ones so, are going to get like the, the big leg up. One team yeah. could theoretically cement yeah. themselves and then at least um, three to play it out. But yeah. But when the, the difference this year is they've got, you know, years previously it's been the Sean Johnson, so 
Yep. Um, but this year, he's got a little bit of backup in people like Isaac Luke and, and Lola here who are really adding more and more to that team yep. you know, everywhere they play. I, I think just based on current form, I'd back the Warriors in a finals game over the Dogs. I'm not so sure they'd trouble the other top three teams. Yeah, at the end of the day, two intercept tries was a difference in this game. Yep. I mean, and there was, you know, this is fairly evenly poised, and you know, they could have, this could have gone very differently. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not prepared to anoint them as this like this dark horse fucking X oh, Factor no, no, finals I'm, bullshit I'm, like the like Mole was saying earlier. But no, um, fuck that. I don't think they can win it. Yeah. But, um, but I think the form they're in at the moment with the, with the other senior players I've got yep. taking charge. Yep. They better play some previous years. Yep. Occupy Duck, Duckburg. Just imagine how good Hayne will be after Henry's had a real chance to coach him. Hashtag four. <laughs> My Saguna 85. Titans match report. The Titans were in the game. They tried their best, but Jared Hayne couldn't get him over the line. <laughs> John 17. Now, Milo's job description is murder cunts. With the ball, without the ball, around the ball. <laughs> Hash great win. Hash pizza speed bump. Uh, Shana 86. Congratulations to the Titans. Today's sellout crowd beating out WrestleMania 3's attendance record of 93,000. Um, and uh, this is uh, this account here it's at twill only and the name only for t- this is someone on the down low who doesn't want to expose their real identity presumably to people they know <laughs> fucking, smart move, sir. <laughs> fucking idiot media thinking Haynes the reason for ticket sales they're playing a Kiwi team and Thursday was Dole Day <laughs> <laughs> West Tigers 26 defeated the North Queensland Cowboys 14 at Leichhardt, crowd of just over 14,000. Tigers 26 came for tries to Nagama, Nofaluma, Suaso Su, James Tedesco, um, Moses 2 of 4 conversions and 3 penalty goals. Cowboys 14 came from tries to Linnett and Lowe, Thurston 2 of 2 conversions and a penalty goal. Well, Tigers took their uh, recruiting advice from their fans on social media when they signed DT. Yep. Looks like they're taking their coaching advice from uh, the average Tigers' bedroom performance. Just do everything quicker than any other team. (laughs) (laughs) And it's working for them. Every aspect of the game, they're doing faster than their opposition. In attack, when people are running onto the ball or running decoys, the pace is enough um, that that they're putting defence in, in the position to make bad decisions. Yep. And then, contrary to that, in defence, they're coming up faster than, than any other team without giving away shitty offside penalties most yep. of the time, mind you. They're doing it cleanly. It'll start to happen. Um, eventually. Yeah. Now, that, now, that, now that after this week, I guarantee you they'll start getting noticed. Yeah. Um, but the, what, what happened to the Cowboys was, was obvious. You know, you got a team with some... Fairly switched on attacking minds in it. Yep. Uh, in in the likes of, of Thurston and and Morgan and and Coote to an extent. Yep. Um, the Cowboys completed that game at under sixty percent. Yeah. The Cowboys were so off the pace in this game. They just off their, their defense was okay, was okay, but they were just off like the the uncharacteristic shit. And I'm not talking about stuff that they were rushed into like on the on the left hand side when they were ten meters out trying to score a try. I'm talking about like Thurston just fucking dropping it cold, like you know, halfway. Yeah. Well, and I just places. It was. Oh, I think again, a little bit of credit to that has to go to the Tigers, because when you got a guy who's used to getting the ball, having his forwards give him so much room that he can sum up a situation and make a decision, 
when you take all his time away from him, he's only human. Yeah, well, that's yeah. I mean, that, like the stuff that happened down in the attacking. Like, yeah, I agree. But there was like just stuff, just like that, that like bottom four side just dropping the fucking ball, just cold, just oh. bringing it out, like just shit, shit. Where and you could just see like where the, where the heads drop, and and I mean, the commentators probably said it. I don't know. I wasn't listening with volume, but as, where it's just like you're watching, it's going fucking these dudes. They're just not there today. They're you know, just not fucking interested. One person that we've forgotten exists. Yeah. Do you remember playing from behind Thurston? <laughs> it's been a while since the Cowboys have had a decent play from behind. Yeah, yeah. Try and get a lead back. Yeah. But if you remember, play from behind Thurston, he gets very angry and yeah. he does silly things. I, yeah, I didn't think he, I didn't see him getting that angry though in this game. Like, like, like oh, he was, he was frustrated. He was frustrated, but like the refs. Yeah, there wasn't. It wasn't that same kind of one. And maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe he's mellow in his old age or something. I don't know. But um, it wasn't that same ballpark like we would have seen, like you know, two years ago, where he's just absolutely fucking detonating every oh, every drop ball or forward pass call against him. Well, and, I, yeah. I think uh, the exact phrase he used was, "There's four officials here. Surely you'll get something right." Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like that standard Johnny. But, <laughs> That's close to Jamie Lyon level fucking cuntness, but Jamie Lyon is nothing but respectful and polite to the referees. Oh, fuck off. Um, but look, the the Tigers probably laid out a pretty good blueprint on on if you're going to overcome the size advantage that the Cowboys bring to a, a lot of matches. That that's the way you got to play. But they they did it and they they covered well. You know, every, every time the rush up didn't work, then they were all so fast enough to get back and cover the spread. So. Um, the way they're playing, you know, you'd, you'd tip them. Uh, they, they come up against the Panthers, the Warriors, and the Titans. And purely winnable. based on, on that form, you would have to think as a Tigers fan that all three of those are winnable. Yep. Definitely win, definitely, definitely winnable games. But it's just a matter of, uh, you know, those other teams. It's, I, I, it's actually the way those teams are sort of poised at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like... All all sides, all of the players, all of the fans, sorry, on each side can can pro- have a fair, you know, it's a fair opinion to say, yeah, I think, you know, we can, yeah. we can get that one. You know, so, yeah. But I think the Tigers, if they're going to win those games, they have to start winning by decent margins because they're sort of 50-odd negative in their for and against. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that could impact them going into the finals. Yeah, it's hard to pull that back over just over just four rounds, but... um. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Um, the biggest tiger. We didn't just score a lot of points and hope it was enough. We stopped the Cowboys from winning. Hash, big difference. Highway underscore. Another farrowless win for the Magpigers. I wonder if Daly's taking notes. Uh, he doesn't need to justify anything for another, you know, almost a year. Uh, Lausstralia. It must be tough for Matt Scott to dominate with his balls in Jay's mouth. I guess Woodsy wins. <laughs> oh, Lausstralia. He's been, he's been pretty quiet of late. Fuck? Had some drinks with him down in the first ever meetup we had down after grand after like 2011 grand final. Really? Yeah. If he's there this down year, the opera bar. he'll have to explain to me. I don't think he's fronted up to an El Loco one though. Oh really? No, he's we were at the opera bar on the after the 2011 grand final. He's fucking hanging out with Buzz Rothfield. Yeah. Fucking missing in action. Yeah. But if he's there, he'll have to explain to me why defensive effort from you know outside backs and and fucking second rowers suddenly makes Aaron Woods a better forward than Matt Scott. <laughs> Please explain that to me. 
because I, I don't understand how that works, that other people coming up and doing a job <laughs> in, increases the skill of Aaron Woods <laughs> to be... Because it's just not true. Yeah. And I'm a New South Welshman yeah. who fucking detests Queenslanders and has no love for the Cowboys. Yeah. But Blind Freddy could see that it's just not true. <laughs> Stuart Muller. What category do you list hookers on under eBay? Asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, at Rusty Hardup. With the Sharks losing, there was excess bags hanging around. He's got hash take, hash it, hash two, hash your, hash front, hash face, hash Thurston decline. <laughs> that, that reads far better than, it's, <laughs> than it comes out when you're saying it. Um, at one of my tiger, underscore. James Tedesco is the best JT ever. Scenes. And he sent that to James Tedesco, obviously, you know, giving a bit of fucking gargle and balls. Um, Fuck, that guy's two steps away from a um, special case style. <laughs> yeah, come tribute. Um, <laughs> I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm not convinced that was a try either, by the way. I mean, it didn't matter. It's, it's, not, it's not an issue to talk about because it's just, it didn't affect the result yeah. at all. But, um, like... There was no, there was no angle where where it looked like it was on the ground over the line. Because Thurston got his, I mean, Thurston's not a dumb cunt. Like he yeah. he got his forearms and, and hands under that ball fucking immediately before it got to the line. So it's very hard pressed to convince me that that, especially when it went up as no try as well. Like that's that's the it, thing. There, there's no way that he may he may have he may have scored it. He may have. I don't believe he did. But under a situation where it's gone up as no try, there's no way you can tell me there was a conclusive overriding evidence that, yeah. that was a try. It was, you know, it, it fit the narrative for the day. I mean, they're picking up the Tigers yep. thing, you know, like the, yep. the, the exciting youngsters. They've been fucking thumping it down our throats for like six years and the team hasn't been able to fucking <laughs> deliver anything yeah. like it. Uh, so now they're looking like, you know, they're starting to, you know, try that sort of thing, then, you know. So best of luck to them. Um, where are we? Uh, Monday Night Footbitch. Oh, fuck the Panthers. About exciting youngsters. The real fucking exciting youngsters, not the exciting middle-aged fucking close to has-beens. <laughs> Panthers, Panthers, 38 defeat the Sydney Roosters, 18 at the muddy puddle in front of a crowd of just over 9,500. Uh, Panthers, 38 came from a uh, try to Cleary, a double to Peachy. Gresmule and Bryce Cartwright also have tries. Wunga Bean, Yo, also have tries. Cleary, 5 7 conversions. The Roosters 18 came from tries of Copley, Tupo, Cordner, and uh, SST, three of three conversions. Man, tell you what, as a Panthers fan, you get used to the fact that a lot of their games are going to have moments in them that's like picking up a supermodel <laughs> and then taking her panties off and seeing that she has herpes on her syphilis. <laughs> like, it's, you know, make a break, drop the ball. <laughs> Intercept, pass to no one. Like, there's that much of that. Um, but there was less of that on Monday night, and they seemed to be a little bit more controlled, and that that seems to be the determining factor about whether Penrith are going to win games or lose games is the control that they play their game with and, and waiting for the moments to throw the football around. Um, but fucking Nathan Cleary... That kicky put in, running at pace yep. to be able to stop, assess the situation, pull up, put that kick in, and have it go fucking perfect, inch perfect yeah. as to where he wanted it to go. 
there are going to be a couple of thousand kids in Penrith in nine months' time who do know who their dad is. Yep. And it's Nathan Cleary through fucking Immaculate Panthers conception. <laughs> um, he's... The, it's a, fr- a phrase that's thrown around a lot. The great players look like they have all the time in the world, and, and he does at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's it's something that... Look, I hope he continues in, in the vein he is and doesn't get too structured, uh, but his kicking game was much improved on what he put in against the Warriors. Yep. And he really followed it up with, with a couple of good, good shots in defence. You know, he's still 18. He's not... You know, as big as some of the other guys out there, but he's putting in there that he's no easy beat in defence and not yep. making himself a target for oppositions. Yep. Um, the the rest of the guys had had a solid run. There were some very worrying times late in that game where where defence was brittle or non-existent. Yeah, the game was over though. Yeah, look, and I know that's not a great, you know, that's not an excuse when you know when you have aspirations for success in finals and all that sort of shit. I get that, but you, you know, the, comprehensively, you know what? the game wasn't that. over. There was there was a, a time where one more try from the Roosters and they would have started seeing they had enough time on the clock to put in another two. Yeah, and shit could have been very different. I know I'm not invested. Like you know, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of either side, so I wasn't invested. But I never felt at any stage. No, 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 like, no. no. Um, and look, especially when you get so that, might have just been a bit of your fucking your roids playing up. The roids might have been rubbing rubbing on the fabric uh, of your lounge chair or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's a I say about the Tigers that. The, the best thing I think, the best outcome for us out of this was that um, it put us in the best position for for and against yep. for those teams that are on the same points yep. Yep. going into the last couple of rounds. Uh, highway underscore. Women in league round and Ferguson has a shocker. Need any more be said? <laughs> Earthboy75. Can someone stop this game? We've got a meeting to get to. Uh, Sam for sure, 13. Aiden Guerra with the new record for tries this when defending tonight. Ash shoulders like a brown snake. Ash is off the scrub. And Aiden Guerra has much, I'm sure, much to the delight. I haven't had a chance to like monitor the East, the East fan base or anything, but oh, they fucking give it to him nonstop during games. And so I think they'll welcome greatly the, uh, the news that he's been dropped to Reggie's this week. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. Like, this is like a, an incumbent. Origin player. Yep. Very rare that they, they cop a dropping like that yeah. when it's not for, you know, country coach conflict yeah. reasons. I mean, it's not to say it hasn't happened to Robbie Farrow this season, <laughs> but uh, yeah, when when there's no real country involved and it's just like abject poor form. Yeah. It's very, very rare to happen. Although his form has been no worse than. He's been fucking diabolical for the last, last couple, couple of weeks. weeks. Yeah. So I'm for most of the season, his form's been no worse than the rest of that Roosters yeah, team sure, that just yeah. seemed disinterested. Yeah, yeah. It's only been the last couple of weeks that he's been a glaring low point. Yeah, I wonder what's going with him. He's probably got some of that depression that's going around. I mean, it's just, it just seems really strange that you know. I mean, I'm I'm not a I'm not a fan of the guy. I mean, he's a Queensland fucking guy, but and he's a Roosters player, but it's, it's you know massive falls like that are kind of strange in like a professional era of you know. Yeah. Like it's not like he's like one of the he's not like he's a, a flashy superstar player that's just like the, yeah, the instinctive no. arsey shit's just not coming off for him anymore. Yeah. I'd I'd always said that he played better, I thought, when Coyden was there. And I think yeah. he missed having him on the other side 
yep. for a lot of the season. Uh, but but the last couple of weeks, you're right. Defence is yeah. an absolute liability. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably the main reason I think that he's uh, been given the arsehole. Previews okay coming up this week Thursday night. The Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs take on the mighty Manly Seagulls at ANZ. Must win game for the doggies if they have aspirations of. Uh, Top you know, four. Finishing the top four and you know just uh, not being mm. laughed at by the rest of the competition. <laughs> Manly, of course, obviously they, they need to win every game. And uh, look, you know, this is—is is it the off week for the doggies? I don't know. Are you uh, still uh, clean to hope? <laughs> fuck no. I think they'll lose every game at the end of the season. I, th- I, I don't think they have hope. And on- honestly. You know, anything to put someone like Barrett in jeopardy is <laughs> fine by me. Um, Jamie Lyons back, so it means that the half score. And this is the thing: it could it could well be that this Jamie Lyon being injured for two weeks has fucked the yeah you know, the season. But it's just funny when you look back on a season where you're scrambling for wins and uh, and one win is a difference between yep. being there and not. Yep. The little things like that, just one, you know, little little tiny things. I mean, you know, the year that's like being fucked with injuries, which put him in the position, you know, to a large extent. Yeah. One like that, just after they've gelled and you know reeled off four in a row, makes a difference. Makes a big difference. Um, so he's back. I, I would love to know what's fucking what, what happened to um oh mate Matty Parcell. It's like they fucking. I wonder if they murdered him and just like buried him in a uh, grave somewhere and just like wow, let's, let's yeah. not talk about him and pretend he never existed. What? Well, who? Like, Matty who? <laughs> yeah, like, who are you talking about? Like this is, yeah, Appy's been there the whole time. Like, who, who, what are you even talking? And they're going back and like retconning the you know the team lists and stuff because uh, surely he's not still injured. He's not coming back through Reggie's. Either. Like, I just I don't understand. What's what did he do? On. What was his? It was that fucking long ago. I forget. Like that was eight. That was like two months ago at least. No, it wasn't that long, was it? Yeah, Fuck. at least two months ago. Yeah, okay. And like I remember at the time, it wasn't. It, they they put a couple of weeks on it like it was you know a good like four weeks and I remember thinking oh fuck what are we going to do with that for four weeks yeah but oh, I don't know what the fuck they've done with him um, look obviously Manly going to win this game because you know that's going to make a liar out of me <laughs> essentially <laughs> um, this is a battle between the two two most clueless sides in the 20 metre attacking zone mm. I mean the Bulldogs have got no kicking game uh, to speak of it's almost like did Desi put the kibosh on them kicking from you know short short kicks because they kept going over the dead ball line and giving up seven tackle sets? Like Yeah I don't yeah, so look, I mean the doggies, if they if they're serious about getting in the top four, then they're gonna win this game. However, you know, it's Manly versus Dares and blah blah, blah you know, shit happens. Yep. I, I think the game will probably be, you know, reasonably well contested. Um I'm not sure the dogs are gonna blow them away. Um it seems to be too many, you know, competitive players. There's not enough match fixes in the Manly side, <laughs> really, you know, to, to, in this game to, like, you know, really, really concede, like, a, a blowout. Ugh. But, um, yeah. See, Fanua Blake has been promoted to the, the starting lineup with Nathan Green on the bench. Fanua Blake, I found him to be completely ineffective last week, but Nathan Green, still that fucking redhead... Still doing that that shit I say every week, that jamming up and leaving a fucking... He fucking did it again against the Eels yeah. as well. This fucking dude, man. Anyway. I think if, if the dogs are, are really going to gonna threaten, they need to, to start their charge here. It's a time of the season where the teams that are serious about shit yeah. have, to, have to start acting that way and, yeah. and performing, you know, accordingly. Yeah. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos take on the Eels at Suncorp. 
fuck me, if the Broncos, like, they're not back. They scratched out a fucking win against a terrible side and they played almost, they played like three yeah. blades of grass yeah. less terribly than the Dragons did. Uh, if they can't beat a team like Parramatta at home, I mean, like, they've, they've been losing at home. Parramatta still got the, you know, they they still got the, the spirit, you know, the, the trying to bond together thing that they... Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, do it for each other. It's like, I can't see a... I, I look at this game and I can't see a pathway for the Eels to win. However, who can trust the Broncos at the moment? That's, that's the thing. I, I think if you get the, the Robson controlled Eels as you did last week then they don't have enough points in them to beat Brisbane. I think if Gutho gets up and just, you know, fuck this, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy this number six on my back and, and do what I did for a couple of weeks without uh, fucking Chromie there, yeah. um, then then they've got the opportunity in. Um, you know, it's it's a shell of the team that came out and was dominating at the beginning of the year. Yeah. You, you look at that team, there's no Norman, no Foran, yep. no Semi... Um, the is Jennings was back last week. Yeah, yeah last week. So, yeah. but yeah, again, he, you know, what could see there? Yep. So they they've got every excuse to lose, um, and they will. So I think you'd be silly putting money on the West Tigers take on the Titans at Campbelltown. Well, Titans will want to want to bounce back. Uh, Jared Hayne another weekend. He's been named in the starting in five eighth. Yep. Um. Temporary position, surely. I mean, just why Tyrone Roberts is injured. And, you know, obviously LG and Taylor presumably would be the yeah. combination going through 2017. Yep. Uh, I guess Mead, what there's been talk of, where was Mead? Was it Souths? Did I hear something through the week that Souths was sort of saying, yeah, really? you're the fullback, you come here, you're the fullback, and GI moves to the centres full time um, 2017. So I'm, I'm not sure how much why of that. Why would you give Greg Inglis a position where he has less to do? I mean, uh, it's where he plays in Origin, though. He always, and you know, that's his highlight real shit, isn't it? Eh. I, I, just, I always thought the idea of moving into fullback was to give him more involvement so he could do more of his English shit. Keep, yeah, yeah. Keep him engaged, give him more to do, keep him busy. Yeah, but anyway. yeah. Um, well, just based, based off form coming into this one, um, I think the Tigers are on too much of a roll. Yep. And, and they'd be on a high defeating the, the reigning Premiers. Yep. And Should be a good game though, because speed. I mean the Titans surprisingly are playing a, a sim, you know, a similar type of game. It's not this doesn't doesn't look the same as the Tigers, but it's a it's yeah. like a, a less talented players version of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like up tempo, you know, trying to, you know, chuck the ball around a bit, have some fun with it, you know, expansive uh yeah. I think the only way the, the Titans win this one is if they frustrate the Tigers. Yeah. You know, if if they really get in and and frustrate them early, and get them into that sort of silly mistake sort of Tigers game, yeah, then they can come over the top of them. But or uh, if Hayne just does some magnificent shit, yeah, single handedly, yeah, puts the Tigers back into the climb. <laughs> Fuck me, the hashtags would be popping, and it'd be a great narrative for next week's show. I'll buy a Titans <laughs> membership next year. If he, <laughs> All right, you you heard it here first. If Hayne, if Hayne, yeah. What's that? What'd you say? If he scores a scores a try, I just said if Hayne does like you know, amazing shit, he doesn't want to score him. He might be setting him up or something. Yeah, okay. It's probably too hard to quantify. I thought you said if he scored a double and put the Tigers into a decline. Yeah, I did say put the Tigers in decline. I just said put a double. Though. I think oh, I just okay. said single handed. So I was going to say if, if he scored a double, I'll buy him buy a membership next year. But right. 
What if he sets up two tries, and they and and they win by two tries or win by one try? Well, he sets up the match winner. He doesn't necessarily score him, but he does all the work and you know throws a pass to. Uh, I'll get a photo of Hope Solo and ask one of the Titans to autograph it. <laughs> Greg Bird, he's a cunt. <laughs> the Warriors take on the Rabbitohs Saturday evening. Mount Smart. Yeah. Warriors at home, current form, have to get the Warriors. The whole thing about the serious sides, you know, doing, you know, this yeah. is this is one that the the Warriors should absolutely piss in if they're serious about playing finals football, and uh, I think they will at home. Isaac Luke up against his old club, always a little yep. bit of extra motivation. Yep, exactly. St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the Sharks and Jubilee Saturday night. Look, the Sharks are going to, they've suffered their first loss in, you know, fucking ages. Uh... I guess people will be question marking you know, how are they going to how are they going to bounce back from that? Yep. Well, given the Dragons, a team that's completely ineffectual and non-dangerous in attack, what, and just beat the fucking shit out of them. There's been yeah. a little bit of that this year. Yeah, when teams are really you know they've they could really use a win. Yeah, have the Knights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. And uh, speak of the devil, like Sharks are going to win by a fucking billion on that game. Yep. And speaking of winning by a billion, the Newcastle Knights take on the Panthers. Sunday over at Hunter Stadium. <laughs> this is what... If the Panthers are serious about making yeah. the finals, this is a for and against aggregate game. That's it. Where they should add... They should chuck 24 points minimum on their plus At, total. I was, I was going to say that uh, on, there's 30 plus in this game. Yeah, they should... Yeah, they should I'm not saying that they're going to win 20... You know, Unless, they're, they're going to score 24. I think they're going to win... They need to win by 24, you know whatever what, the margin. Though, young kids in this team, that's well yep. publicised, were the youngest team in the league in terms of average age. Really? Yep. I would have thought the Knights would have had you there because I mean they got so many fucking guppies in there, like little kids in nappies. That's why they lose so many no, cases. Kids that don't know their birthdays. <laughs> they got fucking toddlers in there. It's TBA. <laughs> um, there is the risk that we go down there a little bit cocky because they've seen every other team um, flog the Knights and they believe a little bit of their own hype in terms of their attacking brilliance and don't give them the respect they're due. You know, they look manly flogged. Manly flogged the Knights. Yeah. And they, 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 if they can do it, anyone can. So, um, no, Penrith will win very comfortably. Yeah, Roosters take on the Cowboys, Allianz Stadium. I dare say we're going to get a different, a, a different Cowboys side. Yeah, you wouldn't, want to, you wouldn't want to cop the Cowboys this week. Yep, Thurston, Thurston, he won't want to lose two, two in a row, and especially the Roosters. They seem to have, you know, there's a time where they had a bit of fight in them. Mm. And like it just feels like that 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 time has passed now. Yep. The reality of you know the position on the table set set in, yep. and uh, they just I just don't think they're gonna they're not doing the extras. Yeah, Cowboys though. Two yeah, days, two days to is about for. the only one that's actually putting in every week for those guys all, and has done all season. All season, yeah, yep. yep. But uh, I think the Cowboys, uh, you know, last week would have stung, and I think they want to they'll want to you know reverse that, yeah. reverse the vibe uh, and the feeling. Nice Monday night foot bitch. The Canberra Raiders take on the Melbourne Storm. Two big credential games in a row for the Raiders. Monday night in Canberra. I think Canberra can win this. I think they can too. The Storm... I think they will. The Storm, the Storm weren't fantastic last week and they haven't been fantastic for a couple of weeks. Finding ways to win, of course, and mm. um, including one of those up the Cowboys and it's up in Townsville. The, the, Storm, the Storm's forwards, while they're very hard-working and usually very clinical in terms of their efficiency, they're not big they're not massive yep. and that seems to be where they they can come unstuck uh, and and I think the Raiders have got enough guys who can run 
decent lines, um, yep. creating impact here, Papalis and, and Austin, for that yep. matter. He's been named, whether he takes a field or not, after that shoulder injury. Yep. Um, and, you know, might pass an old lady with a cat stuck up in a tree on the way to the game and stop to help her out. But uh, I, I think Canberra are quite capable and will win this one in a close one. Yep. And you know what, Monday night in Canberra... Yeah, got the hometown thing going as well. Yeah, it's cold. It's still a shitty time of the year for Canberra you know, to play in Canberra. I just, just for me, just the storm not really playing that well lately. Um, Canberra can't deny they're playing well. Mm-hmm. That's full-time episode 234. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter at TWI League and Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. I saw yes, yesterday, last week was a very big week for shares on Facebook. So thank you, everyone uh, who, who always does it. And thank you to the people who did it for the first time or, you know, first time in a while. That was, it was fantastic. Um, iTunes, got a review. Let me just fucking... Oh, the site's going. Let's enlarge it a little bit so I can read the fine print. Cool. TWI League hyphen brilliant five stars from Dan189 if you're after an entertaining appraisal of your weekly rugby league where no topic is sacred then this is the podcast for you so biased so funny so much X Factor the boys are so wrong it's right Nate and Jay have taught me new phrases and reintroduced me to old ones I'm still not sure what to do with the big bag of dicks but I know what to do with state traders keep it up I love reviews like that well done. They're reviews that show that the, the, the reviewer is paying attention. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love it. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, one of the best ways to, to support the show is, of course, yeah, hitting the subscribe button on iTunes and uh, give us a review. Jeez, uh, I guess we, we'll start talking about end-of-season stuff when the finals start. But yeah, I'm really starting to get thirsty for some beers and stuff down on grand final day so Fantastic. yeah remember grand final day el loco it's going to be the spot they've been great the last two years for us they've last year especially they put up with some shit too because if you've never been to el loco before it's like a, i think it's the excelsior hotel is on um it's Surrey Hills, and you've got like the pub side which is quite small pub side and then yep. you've got el loco which is like at the back side yep. and um it always starts out like I was, but it always then it just fills up and just spills into the pub part at the end. <laughs> and then he was fucking drunk, and I can't remember what the name of the pub was down the road where we started because El Loco doesn't open until midday. Oh, so, so the first so year, first year we started at midday, and it was fine. Yep. You know, went through to about three thirty, and then went down to A and Z for the game. Um, last year, like <laughs> midday, this, we're not barbarians. <laughs> drinking at midday is for the fucking. You know, Let's start drinking at 10 a.m. at the pub that opens at 10 a.m. <laughs> one block down the road. <laughs> so then, by the time we hit, I like obviously you know, oh, everyone. RSA, you know, what's the, that? The, yeah, the people, the people, you know, the 20 odd people that started there were obviously fucking smashed already. <laughs> so that's that's going to happen this year too. We'll have we'll have the the times and the places and the names. I'll actually start. I'll look, I'll look them up. So, you know, but obviously, people who were there last year will remember it was a, it was a good time. And, and, and if anyone's coming out to spike my drink. I prefer uppers, not downers. <laughs> and to be Put fair, you'll be you'll be spiking our, our stuff and, and probably other unsuspecting people as well. Uh, the mystery door prize, <laughs> LSD. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you, you, what, you had a taco bed? <laughs> this is the mystery taco. <laughs> what, what's on it? <laughs> Mushrooms. <laughs> Barbiturates. <laughs> um, <laughs> Supercoach. The Wendells on top. Still pretty close, though, coming down there. NZ underscore Magpie 54 is back in second. The Pool Sharks in third. The Bobbers, Dave's Doggies, Ram and Robbo, Too Much Tuners, Ives, Seagulls, Fark, You All, and Silver Foxes round out the 10. Tipping. Whitey, one point ahead. They're kind of keeping pace at the moment, but it's definitely, at this point, it's a three-horse race. Whitey on 121, David Kingston and Lemon on 120, and then we go back in fourth place to uh, JB and Desi's Ducks on 117. Three points off. It's going to be very hard to bridge that gap, I think, unless there's some huge upsets. Uh, then we go back another point to uh, Bulldog, Wixie and SNS Marla. Another point back to Erebus Chaos and Michael Rothery, and one more to Matthew Bell. So that's... Uh, once again, seven points from first until tenth. Sure. That is it. That's all we got time for. Thank you, everyone who's uh, who's migrated over from this podcast to uh, this week in MMA and uh, the Rocks and Diamonds podcast as well. Uh, it's been good reading your tweets and you know that you've you've moved over to those ones. So if you haven't done that, give them a listen. Fantastic. This, this week, Rocks and on. Diamonds, we'll be talking about Suicide Squad. I know Jay has uh, another Jay, the Jay on that one. <laughs> Has some has some opinions about Suicide Squad coming from a very DC centric standpoint and very DC lifer standpoint. And uh, if you catch last week's one when he reviews Ghostbusters, <laughs> let's just say he didn't enjoy the movie and he couldn't wait to tell us all about it. So uh, yeah, get around that as well. And that's it. So it's See you next week. Enjoy your footy.